This man sees the world through a bizarre kaleidoscope of illogical wonder. Radio <laughs> X. So that's the sort of thing I do to distract you when I say something unacceptable. Russell Brand. <laughs> Ray X. You are listening to the Russell Brand Podcast. Hello, it's Desert Island Discs. I'm Kirsty Young. With me this week and cast off to Island is Noel. All right, Noel, Noel's with us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. Bit of additional content. Matt's here, of course. Yes. <laughs> Terrible attitude. All right, so what we do is we do like a little intro to the podcast. Thanks for downloading it. Tell all your friends. Uh, and uh, then we sort of listen to the radio show. Then we uh, analyse the radio show. So uh, have a listen to this radio show. And then we'll, there'll be more Noel Gallagher. Round the back. Just a little bit of Noel. Round the back. Have a little go at him. Okay, so here's the radio show. Radio X. Russell Brand. Ah. Uh, life, eh? This is it. We're in the middle of life. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. It's Sunday. Just calm down now. You've had a tough time and you didn't deserve it. None of it was your fault. Before this happened, we were listening to Oasis, the importance of being idle. And I think the news was probably just after that. Uh, I, I, I do switch off. and that, uh, not, not physically. I, I don't listen at all, actually. <laughs> no, no, I do listen. I'm very interested in this. But it's good to listen to Oasis because... Later on the show will be one of the members of that group. How professional that was. It's a young man called Bonehead who uh, <laughs> used to play the drums rather well, as I recall. He was a bass player, wasn't he? I don't remember all guitar. the Bonehead's jobs. He was a guitarist. Well, someone mimed, Neil mimed that at you, so don't pretend to have Could like have been a bass guitar. inside trivia knowledge. And the person that's claiming to know more about Oasis than they actually do, it's Mr. Matt Morgan. Hello, Matt. Hello, mate. You happy to be doing a radio show? Yes. Just the two of us today, because Mr. G is off wasting oh, his I didn't time. I didn't notice. That's bad of me. Well, you, you did actually notice that G wasn't there. Well, I just sort of thought he was coming later or something. Well, he is coming later. Well, there He's, you go. Why mention it then? <laughs> because there's, I don't know, I format, in my mind, I formulate the way I begin the show. I talk to you for a bit to establish our rapport. Then I turn to Mr. G and say he'll be summarising the show with a poem. Which, how is he going to do that? Let's He's not spite here. him by talking about a lot of easy to rhyme stuff. Yes, all right. This bit that he's not present for. Don't mention when he comes, orange at any point. <laughs> orange does rhyme with a word. I've said this to you before. I know, you're always saying it. It's like Giles Brandreth. Go on, Giles. Sporange. I know. But it releases spores. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very much, Matt <coughs> Morgan. I'll be over here in Dictionary Corner if you need me. <laughs> now, listen, this is going to be an actually a great show. It's, we're very confident in it. The big bosses are thrilled. With How what did we it did go last down? week. Last really week. well. The bosses are pleased. And look at the guests we've got this week. Theo Pathetis. Path- oh, oh, God. Theopathetis. 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 Have you ever watched any of his pro? You'd know how to say that if you'd watched the programme. Sir, you think I don't watch the Dragon's Lair? Of course I do. <laughs> now, what you do, hotshot young business folks come in and say, hey, listen, I know I'm in the Dragon's Lair, but you, but you Griffins, you're going to give me a few quid, a few pound notes to invest in my new bicycle shop. Theopathetis is coming in here. It's getting, it's getting better. Theopathetis, we're edging towards it. By the time he's on the line, which he is going to be, Matt, judging some of your business schemes, some of your get rid quick schemes well, all my ideas that everyone laughed at mm. already exist which shows they were good ideas how about your main business idea bother listeners of this show for donations <laughs> like a highwayman. <laughs> well, he might if he wants to get in on that 
You had the poor lad in the corner. Who was it that we had in here last week? A couple of weeks ago. Lovely James Taylor. I loved James Taylor. There's meant to be people behind a glass panel. In the second half of this radio show, Noel Gallagher's here. I tried to start as early as possible to squeeze him right to concertina (laughs) him to the very end of the show. I've had a word with him earlier. I've said, Noel, we want you to be upbeat and polite. came on last time. Too spiky. I think he misjudged it. I don't know what... I think he misjudged the tone. Mm. You know, of like the, well, that, maybe that's how it was in the old days. It was a bit more well, and we've just become more active. sensitive, or me in particular, I've just become more. No, sensitive. I think that's yeah, yeah. He's not changed. We've changed. changed. It's not him. It's us. Like when that woman said, "Who was it that go? Was it Greta Garbo?" Goes that no, uh, I, I didn't get small. Movies got small or something. I can't remember what it was. Something no, but like it's that. a fascinating fact. But anyway, there'll be more Russell Brand. Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo. Um, we're, listen, so there's some items coming. There's us Brilliant. talking to Theo Pafitis about Matt Morgan's business idea. And you have an idea, because I don't want this to be like I've got one. wheeling me out and humiliating me. Oh, don't you like the idea of the wheel Matt out and humiliating me? And what about, and also there's Matt Morgan's Forgotten Treasures, or oh, whatever yeah. that was called. Forgotten Knowledge. That was a lovely item, wasn't it? I think people all like that. Lovely. Let me see. Get off that bit. What music. is that music? That's, that's something you must never be told about that. That's private. Gallery, I, yeah. I wrote that piece myself, actually. I wrote that. Uh, I compose now. That's uh, that's one of the things I do. No, so there's going to be a lot of music coming up. Lovely records. Oh, you can come see me on my rebirth tour. Birmingham. Oh, it's coming up for Christmas. Leicester. Oh, 6th of December. Brixton. 19th of December. Go to RussellBrand.com. And, uh, you know, come see me live, as people often do. And when I mention Matt Morgan, as I do in the show, normally in a derisory manner, often there are supportive jeers from the Matt Morgan. Maybe when I was there. It was just a stone-cold silence. No, but actually, I'd already said you were there and you'd had an applause. Don't you remember? I said, Matt Morgan's here, everyone. And like, everyone was really pleased. I remember that, actually, no. Because you edit things out to maintain a negative worldview. I've, I maintain <laughs> that about you. When positive things happen, I think you ignore them. You just say, yeah, I might do, yeah. You've got an apocalyptic mindscape. So last night, the big news is the Marlowe Christmas lights were turned ah. on by me. And by Jove, did it go well. I've never felt more like somebody in One Direction. The streets were packed. I was on top of a double-decker bus with a mayor, Jocelyn Town. It's a good yeah. name for a mayor, that, isn't it? Jocelyn Town. Yeah, that's great. Because it's like she's jostling the, the town. So the town's Jocelyn tonight. It's I bet you did. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And we've got footage of me not saying that. <laughs> that I can present to you. I made lots of local... I think I made local people very happy with my references did, oh, to... I bet you did a right bum licking. Go on, what do you think I did? Try and Just do your version of I bet it. you looked on Wikipedia at the history of Marlowe. I did do that, yeah. yeah. And then you went right in with Marlowe, or is it... Marlowe, or as it used to be known, Le Fermo, which means drained swamp. Did you know that? Oh. Of course you didn't, because you don't look into the town of Marlow and its traditions and our cherished treasures. Don't you want to see our cherished treasures? <laughs> don't you want to see our cherished... Then? So you did a countdown? Yep, did you countdown. do the countdown or did you just start it? No, Radio Marlow FM did the countdown. But look, what I will say, this is what I've got to get across to you. I don't know if you guys remember a little thing called Beatlemania. It was a lot like that, but like in that? a small town in Buckinghamshire. But with the people running away from you? They were terrified. They were seeing people flee. <laughs> it was like no, the streets were jammed wall to wall. It was like a football terrace, and all people. Well, they were the there to street. see the lights turn on. Well, look, I'm not t- saying I deserve all of the credit. I'm not saying that Russell Brand is a real draw. Well, they were there to cheer electricity. <laughs> in a way, well, actually, you know, I believe in ritual and ceremony, and I said, like, what is a town? Town is a belief system. Oh, you didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I did. Why did you wheel that out? I wheeled it out. I mean, what is it? What is a light? <laughs> what is a me? I mean, yeah, I'm. Well, 
famous, more important than you guys, but I mean, <laughs> is that really real? I suppose it is. <laughs> what is it like? Look, though? why don't you want to hear my speech? Because here is my speech. After mentioning things like the local garage, Platts. Oh. <laughs> After talking about my favourite Indian, oh, I suppose we, if the bus breaks down, we'll have to take oh. it over to Platts. Good old Mr. Platt could oh, be. He's a crumpy so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't stand-up live from Trumpton. It was edgy. It was Lenny Bruce on a Cliff Richard bus. Summer <laughs> holiday with a real edge. Well, what did you say? I said, well, for, like, firstly, I mentioned my favourite Indian, Malix. I mentioned Tom Kerridge, local chef. I said he's treating the town like Monopoly, buying everything up and all of that sort of stuff. Ooh, edgy? Yeah. Hello. Steady on, guys. Bit hot under the collar here. Phew. I talked about seeing Stephen Kerridge bashing. (laughs) I like him. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't want to be a Tom Kerridge right now. (laughs) He's been roasted. Roast him up. (laughs) He's as roasted as one of his gammon pies. That's the sort of thing people eat, isn't it? He could have used that. I could have done. Roasted Tom. At least better cook them. One of his (laughs) ham steaks. One of his tuna fish. Come back next year. (laughs) I'm I'm actually just going to sleep here till then. Um... Uh, that was all very good and, and funny, as you can hear. I talked about seeing Steve Reg- Sir Steve Redgrave in his natural environment. I goes, you know, that's the Marlowe Safari. I've seen Steve Redgrave uh, rowing. Oh, there he is. Oh, Steve Redgrave covered in squid ink. Squid ink oozing from his glands. I didn't do that. I didn't subject anyone to any of that. You thought that. I did think about that. I did think about doing my world-class well, stage. just launched into... <laughs> I felt that side of my personality had to be held very much at bay. There were loads of children. There was fake snow. There were people leaning out of windows. It was absolutely amazing. But the thing that turned the lights wow, on, people though... leaning out of windows. One man leant out of a window with a chamber <laughs> pot full of his own muck. <laughs> Slung it into the direction of brand. The, the two, look, here's my deep bit of speech. <clears throat> you come here to see the Christmas lights, but those lights, they light up together, don't they? You wouldn't be interested in just one individual bulb, but you're interested in the electricity that surges through them. And isn't Marlow or any town a bit like that? The energy that runs through all of us that is expressed in our manifest consciousness. Merry Jesus, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, uh, dear. And then the, the lights were actually turned on, Matthew, by like a plunger. Oh, yeah. Like, that looks, you know, like if the Wiley Coyote's yeah. going to blow up Roadrunner and he's got that spirally thing and that was the hardest joke to not make was this is an inappropriate lever that you've constructed because what that the reference the visual reference you're using there is demolition you're not using like a lever that's pulled downwards yeah it's like a yeah that's an explosive charge a countdown there was a countdown rigged by very Sort of clever Machiavellian terror merchants, like the Joker out of Batman. You know, like Joker out of Batman? Like the end of Carrie, you just stood there, everything collapsing and burning. You go, no, why? Alf's garage. Remember when I said that thing? What was it? Scott's garage. Tom Carriage, beloved Tom Carriage. Oh, the garage. (laughs) Oh. Platt's garage. garage. Do you think I was trying to say Tom Carriage? What about that chef, Alf's garage? Uh, uh, I got a lovely salad at Elf's Elf's Garage, baby. Tom Kerridge. Tom (laughs) Kerridge. You can do it, Matt. Come on. What was the name of the garage? Platts. Platts. Platts Garage. Platts Garage. Tom Kerridge. Platts Garage. Tom Kerridge. Put me on an awesome carriage. Let's go to Marlow, everyone. It's Christmas time. Well, I hear the lights have been taken down now. Yeah, they took them down now. It was a terrible, terrible explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Moments later, (laughs) electricity went for Marlow. 
miles around, miles around. And it was a very upbeat event because, uh, you know, there was some fear it might turn into a public lynching of old Russ. No. No. Of course not. And I brought a lot of my friends from Kiki Boxing, my mates from the Genesis Gym. Oh, did you? Well, they wanted to come. I didn't the bring bus. them just the security. With their fingers in their ears going, okay, we've got to get someone at three o'clock here. It's an old lady. There's a man leaning out a window. Grab <laughs> ah! that chamber pot. Quick, smart. Did you feel, was there any? No, it was, that, it was one of the most. Ooh. Hi, Caesar. We, we had Mary Berry last year. Fetch her back. Fetch Mary Berry back. Or make a bloody bread and butter pudding quick smart or some sort of tart. Come on. Ah, they love it, really. Yeah, it was really good. It was a really lovely event, and I was very glad to participate. And wouldn't I, wouldn't, I, what I couldn't help thinking the whole time there, Matt, is wouldn't that have sounded lovely as a poem? That whole, what we were just saying there, full of rhymes, perfect thing to be in a poem. But where is Mr. G when you need him? Wasting his time at, let me have a look. Grenfell. He's actually doing social work for Grenfell. Like, you know, G's totally involved in community, isn't he? So he's doing like, helping terrible. children. I know, because what are we doing for the community? Obviously, there's this. And one of the things that's great about being me, one of the many things, is that, like, many, many things, I mean, too many to list, is that people often say to me, uh, like, you know, I'm mentally ill, like you, Russell. That's implied by the way they move their eyebrows. Or like that other poor fella you do the show with. Yes, yes. Uh, and they say, uh, it's, we find it so uplifting to listen to your radio I, show. I've got fear about this. Mm-hmm. I think normal people would listen to this and think, oh, God, they're talking too fast. They keep changing the subject. They never follow through on anything <laughs> they say. But yeah. people with a sort of slightly uh, speeded up brain, yeah. they can follow this. It's like dog whistle uh, racism, isn't it? Or dog whistle sexism. Like, it's like you can, like, they like it. They they hear yeah. the dog whistle madness. To them. So if you put this in to a mentally ill person, this radio show, they go all normal. It sounds like get on with their shopping. It sounds like the news. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the news. Yeah. I was in Marlow, Tom Carriage, back it of Wee Wee. <laughs> Plunge. <laughs> yeah, but not a mentally ill person. Goes, yeah, that's good. That all makes perfect sense. Yes, yes, yes. What a fine piece of Just the shipping forecast. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy it very much. So you, uh, you're going, like, I mean, we're going to have a, a record in a moment and an advert and things like that. Oh, it sounds so lovely. It's going to be ever so nice. It's so Christmassy. <laughs> Isn't it Christmassy? But I want to know exactly what you've been up to, really, because aren't you planning to become an outdoorsman? Oh, I'm. You'll well, be telling last us time about I, I looked after my own children for five days straight with no wife to help me. I know. I, that was a challenge. I found you. It was like calling a war zone. It really was. I could yeah, hear that people was a low point. That was bedtime. I'm trying to get them to bed and you don't pick up on the signs. Oh yeah, no, I need to get these two to bed. <laughs> well, I suppose. Ah, bed. What does it mean? The ritual is a bed. Bedtime. Uh, Matthew, have you ever heard of quantum theory? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, listen, Russell, I just... Uh, they were literally both of them screaming. He's yes. like, well, it sounds a challenge. Anyway, quantum theory. <laughs> yes. In a hurry to get the kids to bed. Yes, that's a great analogy. Aren't we all in a hurry to get our kids to bed? It. Moby Dick. <laughs> Let me make a small reading for you. <laughs> ah, Majesty, your late father and I would enjoy the spectacle of the Christmas lights. And as the illumined sky would twinkle and sparkle, the two of us would exchange a glance, knowing that the real glow was to be found elsewhere, twitching betwixt the thighs of a canine. And we'd scramble away from the crowd's majesty and make our way across the cold, flagstone floor of those 
Gordon streets, to a lowly cur couched in the corner of a courtyard, trembling with anticipation. Then your father majesty would grip his tail right at the stump, and I would grip the appendage between my finger and thumb, and your father, knowing what was coming next and barely able to conceal his laughter, would produce his vanity case and take an emery board, and then, first quickly, and then very, very slowly, file at the tip of that ancillary organ with such aggression that before long a flat surface was revealed and within that surface cells, and within those cells larvae, and within other cells eggs, glistening in the cross-section flatness like a sweet honeycomb majesty. Ah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's have some adverts, and what, and then straight into Theopathetis? Are you sure? I, I, I don't rush soon, into But we have to probably because he's a busy man. It's probably a time thing. He'll be sat around Everyone's now. nodding. I bet he's just picking stuff off his toes right now, giggling and doing blow-offs <laughs> in the bath. He's not got a proper job. On Dragon's Lair, how many days a week is that? I've watched it. Can't take more than half out of film. All right, we'll have an advert. Then we'll be talking to the star of Dragon Lair. Feel over fighters. <laughs> this, this is... is. is. Radio X. Russell Brand. That was Sarah Gummidge with her new track, Why Do I Bother, Darling, If You Don't Even Love Me. <laughs> Band Theo. That's one of the things I'll be talking to him about. He knows I'm, his markets. Of course he knows his markets. You've got to in that game. In fact, I think I've met him before, as a matter of fact. So, uh, all right, let's have a look at some emails. Huh? Hmm? I know, I know, it's important. I'll just pretend that. What people always say is, nice to see you. Nice seeing you. It's another one of my techniques. He's on the phone. If you're going somewhere, pretend you're going. I'm going to try and pitch to Theo, saying just a minute when you're going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, try to get that trademarked. I should be able to get something done. Actually, Theo was almost my most favourite of the dragons, and I believe he's actually on the phone now. So, like, cross your fingers, everyone, because this is a big moment for us, because we sit on the precipice of literal billions. Theo, are you there? Theo? Almost your favourite. Look, Theo. It's a dragon's lair was always a dog-eat-dog environment. It was competitive as heck, and I used to like the very long man. You know, the very long one that's at the end. He's quite friendly, and I think he's... The tall fella. Big tall fella. Tall fella. Peter. He's a freak. Free- he's a freak. He was an oddball, wasn't he? I mean, that's not... Well, what I mean, it's the size of it. He's an unnatural brute, wasn't he? he yes. Was- I mean, I walk, I walk down the street, meet people, and they say to me, my God, you're taller than we thought you were. That's ridiculous. He was undermining you. I say that he should have presented that show from within a ditch. They should have dug yeah. a trench around him so that other people seemed natural heights like you. Thank you for coming on the show. I couldn't agree with you more. You actually, uh, so nowadays, wh- like, what I wonder when I watched that programme was, how, do you, how can you ever possibly filter the complex world of economics into this format of a TV show? And how does the experience of watching them talk about their mostly madcap ideas relate to the dog-eat-dog world of business, finance and commerce. I thought it can't be reduced to that, can it? But can it, Theo? Uh, that, that's an incredibly complicated introduction to it. Yeah, um, yep. that's a negative. I mean, but, I'm, I've got to say, we, we did get the good, the bad and, and the ugly. Um, and you did have to take a view on what was good, bad and ugly. And certainly in the first couple of series, uh, got that very wrong. Um, mm. uh, we got better <laughs> as we went along. What do you mean? We well, was, why, was it, why was it wrong in the first in well, the be, few series? Because I, I didn't recognise the, the, the bad and the ugly um, as, as well as I did later. Did you ever make um, any proper wedge out of any of them schmoes? Oh, yes. Did you, oh, mate? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. 
yes, yes, yes. You yes, actually yes. made money out of it. They were good ideas. Yes, yes. but we, had, we lost money as well. Yeah, well, that's less good, isn't it? I know how business yeah. works. So, but generally, business is booming in your numerous enterprises. You're doing well. Uh, I'm a humble shopkeeper. Uh, and, and as you can see from uh, the, the, the budget uh, earlier on this week, um, it's all tough out there. You're so a self-made we're man, aren't you? Hard. You've made yourself yeah. just using street smarts uh, and uh, your own natural intelligence and instincts. Is that right? Uh, lo- 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 lots of luck. Lots yeah, of luck, luck and lots of hard work. Sometimes I think it would be, it's better to be born with a magical gift within yourself rather than being born rich. Don't you think? Well, I, I, I would definitely agree with that because I've got some really rich-born friends and that they can be plonkers sometimes. Yeah, it's probably a bit complicated. You might feel a bit stymied by the wealth. Much better to be born with the, with the old gift. Now, Theo, we're actually... Like, obviously, I want to talk to you about the nature of capitalism and uh, the way that it's, uh, in a, a way, inherently a self-destructive uh, economic mechanic, although that, I do see that as being uh, distinct from entrepreneurialism, which is creativity in the world of commerce which is a good thing but 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 before we get into the complexities of global economics let's step down several hundred rungs <coughs> to the lair of Matthew Morgan <laughs> Matt Morgan who I do this show with he's my very very dear friend in many ways a, a spiritual partner of mine he's got reckons he's got good ideas I say they're all rubbish now uh, I would like to you to cast your expert in this case ear hole over his uh, brain gubbins. My, my, my ear hole is switched on, but I'd just like to tell you that mm. the business is not that complicated as that introduction. <laughs> All right, go on. Yeah. But can you make it sound more simple? Because I struggle with things like that. It is. It is. You normally do something that gives you a profit. So you buy something, sell it for more, make sure your costs are less than the more that you make. Costs? Um, it, mm. It's not that complicated. This is what I learned off of the back of a book I read half of the back of once, is, is uh, uh, that, that, that really it, it, that the all profit should be, that the profit itself is problematic, that the, lab, the value of the worker's labour should be returned to the worker. Well, every, everything has a value. And something has a value of what someone's prepared to pay for it. Mm. And, in between, and, and in between that value, if you actually... If there is no profit, then there is no work. Mm. I see. Because, yeah, you think that the free market... There's no work. Unless people were prepared to, like, you know, like, I suppose... Do you think, like, I note here, Theo, you do loads and loads of work for charity. You, uh, you've got your own trust. You help the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. You're a patron of that. I, I get the idea that you use your gift to generate a lot of good. But I can't help think we're stymied by systems that continually value profit over, you know, I bet some of the most valuable things you've done are things that have helped other people, ain't they? Well, every, every day, listen, every day you count yourself lucky. Right, because I did. I said that earlier. You know, I'm very lucky uh, in lots of things I do. I work incredibly hard, and you, you would in an ideal world. I mean, I am, I am this closet socialist Ooh. that realises mm. socialism doesn't actually work. But you'd like to think lots, lots of parts of it can work, and we've all got a responsibility. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a difficult one for us all to manage, and I think that you and I can have a, an ongoing conversation about the way the world, the world of commerce and economics can become more You're fair wrong. and You're more wrong. just. I'd love to be involved but in we're that. Gonna pull, we're going to pull the pants off everybody if we try and do that 
on air. Well, well, God, that's very good producing, Theo. You just you just drag and stend me right up my own radio hole. So here, listen, to, um, Theo. Will you do this thing with Max? It's much richer in entertainment right, I'm value. I'm, I, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Right, go on then, Matt Morgan. I, I'm less of a Marxist. <laughs> yeah. I want to make some money. You're more Marxist than Spencerist, don't you, mate? <laughs> um, Theo, I've apparently some of my ideas actually already exist. They're that good. But don't let that put you off. Well, I, they weren't your ideas, then, were they? If they no. already exist, they well, weren't your ideas. They were right. my ideas, but then when I found out they already existed... Theo's gone in quite hard there, and I'd like to back you there, I like Theo. it. I like you're, to be treated very badly. You deserve it. Uh, well, one of my ideas was a child's shoe that grows with the child. That apparently exists. Not in the way that I meant it. I meant it was sort of... What do you like, think about that, Theo? A child's shoe that he's grows... He's gone silent. With a little war. horrible buckley boot. Can you imagine it? Sort of extending yeah. like a little concertina. It already exists, and let me tell you, it's an eyesore. It, it, it reminds me of elasticated trousers. <laughs> <laughs> elasticated trousers for the foot. Not foot long. trousers by Matt Morgan. Well, elastic trousers have made a lot of money, haven't they? Last time yeah. I looked. Uh, they exist, but they exist. <laughs> they exist. We could say that. You're naming things that exist. Now, do another right. idea. An online shopping delivery box. You buy stuff online, you sometimes miss it. So what you do is you buy a steel container with a code. You give the code to Amazon or whoever. Other people do deliveries. They drop it off at your house. You never miss a delivery again. It's bolted to your house. <laughs> What do you think of that, Theo? And this is these. I will say, Matt's not trying to annoy you. These are genuine ideas that he's trying to make. <laughs> he's trying to make money. He thinks he's going to make money out of this stuff. What's going on? It Theo? already exists. The, people have got boxes. <coughs> right, then, That's in geometry in ancient Greece. Let me drop Theo's the big from. one. Theo, do you know anything about apps? Apps. You in that market? Yeah. Right. Yeah, go for it. It's getting flashed okay. now. Can you hear me? You might want to it's sit down flash. for this. <laughs> You know uh, the term IOU? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've all heard that. He's angry. This, this is an app called UOI, right? Yeah. Now, when if, if you like, you lend someone 20 quid or one of your friends buys five tickets to a gig for five people. and then Thanks for Russell Brand. Great show. Quite, please. <laughs> uh, it's for small debts, right? And there's no sort of contract involved, is there, in those things? And it sort of drags on for months. It's embarrassing. What you do is you both log into the app. You say... Ten pounds, he owes me, right? And then there's some sort of swallow, time. Horrible swallow there. You got, a, you know. I feel like I'm on dragons then. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, that's it, basically. Are you sweating, <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you sweating at this stage? Uh, I just well, want to visualise. Yeah, I just no, want to visualise this. No, I feel very relaxed. I'm the so dragons are irritated idea. by Matt's rubbish idea. Theo's looking at his shoes, yeah, just which notably again. are not elastic trousers. Can I start again, please, Theo? Yeah, I think you're best. Okay, look, it's a good app, right? You put, if you owe someone money, if you're going to borrow money off someone, then you both log into the app, so they both got to download it. There's ads on the app. We make money out of it, right? And then the app reminds you, like a week before you've agreed to pay it back, you owe this, ah, oh, someone's found it on a bloody internet. Does it exist? Do you get paid for this? He's getting paid. Do you know, I actually give him more money than I take from the show because out of kindness and love. Can you imagine that? It's not true. Me with yeah, all my R- talent. R- Russell, Russell, with all due respect, if I had your money, I'd burn mine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it would Look, be a big fire for a little on. reward. That, I've just found out that five apps exist that do that job, so therefore it was a good idea. Because I didn't research it. I was asked to come up with stuff. I did that on the train in. Theo, imagine that. 
Theo, I want to blow. Like, have you got any comments on Matt Morgan's lousy ideas? Which is what I'm thinking of uh, calling this item. I, I, I think I think the good, the good news is the good news is um, Matt, Matt should just uh, stick to his day job. I mean, there's no question that he's in the right environment, right? And he shouldn't try and branch out, yeah, because he's going to starve. <laughs> you will starve to death on the basis of your ideas. That is from a professional business person. Theo, here's my idea. Are you ready? Go for it. The world is become a place of confusion and disillusion. People are disillusioned with politics. People don't know what to do anymore. There's lots of fear. There's a sense of division. We need an annual festival where people come together to discuss new ideas. Think TED Talks, but for everybody. Think yoga, but for the working class. Meditation for every man. Tai Chi for geezers. Think Glastonbury with speeches instead of bands. New new ideas brought together. People, you go there and you change your life and you help one another your compassion you have an opportunity to express your compassion and love by coming to a place where you'll learn things and the real take-home knowledge is you take home a project where you'll help other people like a festival for compassion i lead it and i interview innovative thinkers you might be a person that we'd love to have yourself no it's not all no yeah people are holding up festival ideas but all those festivals are about hedonism and consuming alcohol and consuming drugs this is like a car fest where instead the object instead of being a a car is spirituality a new way of becoming spiritual a new way of people coming together a festival of togetherness built around new ideas at a time when the world needs new ideas theo it's over to you sir well i, I couldn't agree with you more about being disillusioned about what's happening out there because nobody knows what's happening out there at the moment and you you certainly wonder whether politicians know what's going on out there at the moment so uh we're all we're all doing our best in our own little world um did you know, strangely enough, I was only thinking similarly the other day. Oh. We need, we need, no, no, seriously, but not quite as eloquently as you just put it out. We Thank need you. some, we need something. We need something that people can actually hang their hat on at the moment. A growing show. There just isn't any. There's just so much delusionment. And there's so much good out there as well, by the way. That's but right, people's kindness seeing, and compassion. For example, G, the poet of the show, he's late today, but he normally is the third member of this ridiculous bicycle. He, he's off helping at Grenfell doing like community work and teaching kids like how to write English and write stories. He's always doing stuff like that. And I think there's, there's so much goodwill. There's such a need for community and for people to come together. And I say a festival where people come together, where you can change yourself within using some of the techniques in my brilliant book that can take you from a position of loss and despair to a position of connection and enlightenment. You can do it on a personal level. You can do it on a social level. Big ideas, accessible and applicable in your life. That's what I'm suggesting, Theo. And a festival. And sustainable. Sustainable, though. One, it's going to be something, that, an idea or something that's sustainable over the longer term. Well, which I know, like, in a sense, does imply that there's an economic component. But like, I feel that one of the reasons that people feel disconnected is because communities have broken down, the church has broken down, belief in politics has broken down, but people still need to feel part of something. People still need to feel part of communities. And, of course, festivals already exist, but those festivals exist so you can go and get off your nut and listen to bands. There's not, not an expectation that, that I believe that those festivals are sourced from the idea of pilgrimage, going to a place to change, going to a place to extra- to, to, to change, exchange ideas and experience community but everything goes through the through the filter of commodification and commerce and of course i suppose this necessarily would as well but uh, but it would you would leave there feeling like i've refreshed myself i've learned about myself i've not just gone there and got off my head it's a festival of self-improvement and self-discovery for yourself and for for your community well russell i'm just i just took well while you were saying that i just took my temperature 
Go on. And, uh, yeah, it, it looks normal. But I'm now worried because I was finding myself agreeing with you for a bit. And I was thinking, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe something's gone wrong. Uh-huh. But um, listen, listen, I, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm very much in line with your thinking. Very Theo, much in line with your thinking. I'm going to want to follow up with you on that because I think that you are a You're fine right. example of a person who come from humble beginnings and created something. And I think there's a great deal of energy and a great deal of beauty and brilliance in this country that's going untapped. Not much of it's coming through Matt Morgan with his expandable oh, yeah. concertina booties and his tin boxes strapped to a fence. But elsewhere, there is greatness that I think needs to be utilised. How much is a ticket? Well, at least we've put Matt on a straight and narrow now, haven't we? We've got to we get him on a straight and Because Matt is actually a very gifted man outside of entrepreneurship. He's perhaps the funniest person I've ever met in my entire life, and I've spent my whole time trying to distract myself through humour. So, yeah, but tin boxes strapped to a 10 foot. Fo- we'll, we'll encourage him. We'll, we've got to keep him on the straight and narrow. But, Fia, I'm going to be catching up with you about this festival. <clears throat> this Sounds f- good, mate. They, yeah, you two <laughs> making money out of a festival. That's what's going to happen. That's right. £300 a ticket. No one will go who should be going. It'll just be rich people who already, we'll find... who already agree with you. No, that's that's one of the challenges. We want to make sure that ordinary people... Cause that, look, there's, Give there's... tickets away then to some people. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down to listening to Matt's ideas as long as you don't try and strap a tin box to anyone's back and make them a sort of <laughs> human delivery metal tortoise or something. I'll have a stall there selling growing shoes. <laughs> 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 lovely Theo thanks for coming on the show and being patient and Pleasure. tolerant you're a, a lovely thank man thank you Theo we'll be back in touch with you thank you mate good speaking to you. look forward to that take thank care you. see ya bye, bye guys thank you see bye. ya Bye. Bye. He, bye. He probably bye. lost bye. about forty thousand pounds in the time. It cost him a bomb, isn't it? Sitting oh, listening God. to that clapstrap. Absolute trap. nonsense. All right, what we're going to do now is we're going to have a little bit of an advert, and after the advert, we're going to be <laughs> well, we're going to be building utopias. Is what we're going to be doing. We've got Noel Gallagher coming up on this show later on. We've got more from Matt Morgan. We've got more of your emails because remember, this festival already exists. We are that festival. You are that festival. Everything you need is already inside you, but that don't mean we won't try and sell it back to you. Try. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you can do all your favourite things, well, super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet and TikTok. <gasps> speedy. Sky Broadband Super Fast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fibre areas only, speeds vary by location, average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub, must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days, one month subscription refund, claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight, see sky.com. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. That was the stereophonics. What do you mean I went too serious with Theo? Well, basically, I was told, pitch some rubbish ideas to Theo. So we can all have a good laugh. And then you went, oh, Theo, yes, my friend's not well. But listen to my festival idea. And then you launched off into a proper thing where you were passionate about it. Yep, passion. You've got to learn that in life, Matt. Passion is what sells. People, you don't sell the snake. You sell the up. That's what I always used to say when I, when I was a little girl growing up in Sidcup and people used to come for me, they used to come for me business advice. Come for me. They used to come for me, they used to lunge at me for business <laughs> advice and I used to go, you don't sell the steak, sell the up. I right? don't even know what you're saying. You, you don't, don't sell the steak. What? You don't sell the steak, sell the up. You don't sell the steak, sell the up. Can you say in just a normal voice? Don't sell the steak, sell the sizzle. You don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. That's right. Sizzle! Right, okay. Want some sizzle? Sizzle for well, That just means like a load of old rubbish. 
No, it doesn't. It means that people buy into ideas and not not the actuality. It's the con- people are attracted to. That concept. to me sounds like you're selling poor quality steak. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a huge sound effect. Well, also I suppose what is it that draws people to things? Think of everything you ever buy. It never does the job. Look at those sunglasses. I really love them. Oh, that's I still not true. Like I still Got a wool like jumper them. over there that's as warm as toast. How long you had old woolly bully? Came this morning. Woolly bully. You've only had it a morning. Woolly bully. You've only had it a morning. You ain't had time to get bored. I'm going to go and live outside for two days. I need wool. Right. I've got a lot of questions about this. 100%. But first of all, remember we're doing a live show soon. When is it going to be? 17th of December. Yep. Sadly, there's only 28 seats available. But anyone who wants to at any time can come and stand behind a glass panel. What did HR say, Neil, when you asked about the efficacy, feasibility, and plausibility of a uh, of standing behind a glass panel? It's doable. People can stand behind I've a glass there, panel. You, I'm, I hate to say this. And Have I you been down a glass panel? But you can't fit in there. I could barely fit in there. What, to the gap? The gap it's to quite, get There's to quite it. a tight gap to get in there. If you're fat, you needn't bother applying for this. Thin people, <laughs> thin, spindly oh, folks. Extremely motivated fat people will get in. Yeah, they're prepared to butter up. <laughs> butter up, cutie, and get yourself behind a glass. I want to see some buttery chubs behind that glass panel. <laughs> a nice buttery jabster wedged all in like an aquarium of skin <laughs> right behind us. You don't sell the steak, sell the up. You don't sell the steak, sell the up. You can become behind a glass panel. How big's the gap? I think I can get behind it. And you'll, you'll get I'm, in there. I'm very thick you're at very, the hip. No, you're very slim. Uh, yeah, no, you're not going to. It's not that bad of it. Look, it's about it, a foot and a bit. Look, we, we won't be uh, prejudiced against people on this. If you can't fit down the gla- behind the glass panel, you can jolly well stand here with me. I'd like it. Right. But behind that window, that's the buttery... You keep making these claims. Do you know what? People complain to me on Instagram because you said get 100 people to yeah. follow the podcast or whatever. Look, I don't do and the they admin. Did that's that. Neil and Gareth. They were supposed to do the admin. Yeah. And people what, did they find 100 stayed people? Stayed up all night doing it and then they then you changed the goalposts. <sighs> that's really hurt me. That's really hurt me. Because I, like, you know I make this show for people motivated almost sheerly and entirely by love, right? You know that. So that hurts me to think of people, because I know what it's like to want to be behind a glass panel, and a lot of people share that feeling. E.g. Dominic Duggan. Hi, guys. He sent me an email. If you want to send me an email, send it to, what's my email address, Neil? Russell at Radio X. Russell at Radio X. uk. Send me an email, Russell at Radio X. uk. And you can apply for the live show at Russell at Radio X. What is this We've got 28 tickets to shift. <laughs> We're going to have to go on the road. I'm going to try and get booked on the one show. <laughs> See if we can promote it. We should do a big gig where everyone could come, mm. as everyone who wants to come can come. I'd say let these people in there in the corridor taking photos of me right now. Let them in. Stick them right. Let's try out the glass panel with these people. Do you, come here. Come here. Do you want to go behind a glass panel? They can't hear you. They're for a glass panel. Oh, no, that's one of the problems. A glass panel is soundproof. No one can hear a single thing. Now, Neil is going to experiment now. With he's, putting he's work, Neil's worked out a way workers. of someone being in there and being able to talk to us. That's brilliant. That's exactly what we want. Someone behind a glass way. panel. Dominic Duggan sent us an email at russellradiox.co.uk. At you can send us that or you can tweet me at, at Rusty Rock. Uh, I don't know if you could do the item gay anymore when we used to help people with uh, uh, problems that were related to same-sex sexuality. That's what we used to do in the old days, very popular item. But I wondered if you could help anyway. I've been a fan of Oasis for many years, admired both of those Gallagher lads so much. Recently, Noel has taken to putting topless photos of Matthew McConaughey up on his thing, and I think he's going through something. Could you guys help him through this time and to finally embrace that he does like women, but he likes men an awful lot more, which used to be when the slogan of our own thing. <clears throat> it means on his 
Instagram. In, uh, it's n- right, not an appendage of his anatomy. No. So Noel Gallagher's putting topless pictures of Matthew McConaughey, not on an appendage of his anatomy, but on his Instagram account. He does do it. I've seen him do it. He said he's he met him mm. in uh, Brazil, I think, at a wedding. Yeah. Did he? Something like that. And uh, Went to a Brazilian wedding? No, this he is went not. to someone's wedding. It was like, uh, I don't know, don't get caught up in the yeah, details. But anyway, up. he'll be he here later. Him, and he loves him. So one of the things we'll be asking Noel, who's here What's doubtless going on to with promote Matthew his McConaughey? album, why do you love Matthew I'm, McConaughey? Can I say I'm impressed yeah. that you can say McConaughey? Well, what do you think I should say? Oh, McConaughey or something? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's better, isn't it? Sean Connery. Okay. Now, there is... I'm looking at Neil, the producer of this show. He's behind a glass panel and he's with a woman colleague, possibly. Uh, or just colleague, if you don't give gender adjectives to humans, which I'm thinking of never doing again. Right, go on, let's hear them. I think they can talk from behind the glass panel. Hello. Hello. What is your name, please? Abby. Hello, Abby. Hello. What are you doing behind that glass panel? Um, I don't actually know. I didn't even realise this existed. See? It's nice, isn't it? It's like a whole new room. That's right. And people disparage the glass panel, Abby, but actually it's a wonderful utopia, isn't it? It's, it's a little terrifying because s- you're just hanging out over Leicester Square. Yeah, it's, but I like that, to be hanging out over Leicester Square behind a glass panel. Well, you're actually between two glass panels. You're in a glass... The other one's a it's window. It's like you're a fly trapped in double glazing. Yeah, <laughs> but like on one side it's a window looking out into London's Leicester Square, and the other side it's a glass panel coming in here. And Abby's in there. What, Abby, do you work here at Global or Radio X or something? I do. Yeah, I do. I work, I work down the corridor. Well, now the corridor is going to seem like a post-apocalyptic wasteland now that you've experienced the wonders of the glass panel, isn't it? It really is. This is... I feel like I could come here every day. I you can. Know. So we could put people in there, but they, so need ear, they need an earpiece and a mic each. Well, that's only if they want to listen to the radio show. And why would they? You know, they could just <laughs> oh, be yeah. in perfect silence behind a glass panel watching us. Who are the fish? Hey, when you're at the zoo, are the animals watching us, man? Or are we watching the animals? Like, see, the glass panelists, they could be behind there, free as birds. That's what I think, watching us. It's a good item, isn't it? It's lovely. Is this the best thing that's happened to you, perhaps, or possibly even in your whole life? <laughs> See? Like I've I've worked here for maybe six, seven years and I did not even know this existed. It's wonderful, Russell. On the Russell Brown radio show, what we do is we open up whole new worlds. We show that paradise is within your mind. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Heaven is a place on earth. That's what it is. Con- like, as it says in the Bible, the kingdom of heaven is within. That's I believe our Lord Jesus said that. Okay, well now turn off their power. Turn what? off their microphone. Turn off the panellists. The glass panellists. I like them being there. Chair over the little door. No, <laughs> what, you want to trap them in a glass panel? <laughs> oh, like you're a madman. All right, well, thank you, Abby, and thank you, Neil. So the glass panel idea lives and people can become behind it. Send us an email if you want to go behind a glass panel. Remember, if you're of larger proportions, it could be fat or it could be muscle, you may have to be wedged, wedged down that panel good and hard. Butter them up. Buttery jabsters behind a glass right, panel. Well, let's say that everyone has to send in an email saying they want to be in there, mm. then we put them all in a hat, and ten are chosen or something. Sure. Yeah, it just has to How be a many, system. Yeah. yeah. Has to be a system. All right, mate. It has to be a system. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. So, all right. Well, I think that's going well. Matt, so you're look, planning... Look at this. From yeah. Daniela Adagio Tees. Don't drink Adagio don't Tees. Start. Filthy stuff. Drinks like we don't drink Adagio's tea. It will... All the enamel will come off your teeth. 
Don't make slander catchy. <laughs> catchy slander. Hey, guys, I'm looking forward to the live Christmas show and we'll be sending festive teas no matter what Russell says. Ugh. I'd also be super happy to <laughs> arrange some Adagio gifts for the audience. Vom. I'm working on a special MMAS-themed tea collection. Uh, Hopefully it will blow your socks off. It may be the most obscure thing this company's ever produced. You won't be able to get your socks blown off because you'll be, have your feet wedged into stupid Matt Morgan's elastic trouser shoes that Theo laughed off of the radio. Okay, so Daniela from Agelia Tea. Ad, don't drink Adagio Tea's don't bloody stuff. So They're like, going to provide tea for the live Delicious, show. see, for the live event. That's going to be fantastic. Noel Gallagher coming up later on this show. What a show it's been. Matt, so you're Matt, you're planning to embrace the wilds, are you? I am going <clears throat> into a part of the Essex countryside, which is private. Why are you doing it in a private woods? Because that's basically just a theme park. Because you can be asked to be, you can someone can ask you to move on. Who's going to come into the woods in the dead of night and ask you to move on? We're going to have a big fire. I'm going to be hooting, <laughs> running around top. No, I'm just. Are you going to embrace your animal masculinity? Oh God, I've already embraced. I've it. been thinking about this. Is this vengeance because your wife went away for a few days? It is, isn't it? No, I want to trip. say now this is your not wife equal went away five days is... in Tenerife. This is not a contract which I've entered into. This doesn't cancel out. I still am owed five days in a foreign country. No way. You're Two the, days this in is a, a wood. spike camping because Katie went away for oh. five days in Tenerife to get away from a very difficult family and an absolute ass of a spouse. Oh, you silly ass! Like to get away from her spouse, you're going for a vengeful trip to a wood. Well, who's aren't the you? victim? It's freezing cold. Mm. It's going to be hard. It's going to be. I've got to take everything I need with me. Guess who's the next guest on Under the Skin? Ed Stafford. No. Stafford. And I bet you haven't watched any of his programs. Nope, not one. Ed Stafford. I've not even seen a clip. I don't know what he looks like. You I can are. walk past him in a corridor. Disgusting. Look, I like Ed Stafford and I'm going to grill him. He's going to sign my jumper. I'm going to bear grill him. Do you want him to sign your woolly jumper? No, not my jumper. How are you going to phrase it? I'll play Ed Stafford. Axe, but then I thought that's a bit dodgy. Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. You can't go around armed anymore, mate. Now listen, here's my, let's play out how the meeting with Ed Stafford may go. I'll play Ed Stafford. You be you. You, know, you have no concept of who he is. Hello, dear. Uh, <laughs> oh, who's this? Who's this slice of dreamboat floating my way? All right, Ed, can you sign my axe? No, thank you. I don't dilly-dally with nincompoops. <laughs> <laughs> now, on, my, on I go about my merry way. I could survive anywhere. Oh, I'd love to What's be What's the name of your program, Ed? I don't think about the names. I stay in the moment. <laughs> Survival's all about surviving in the moment. You see that on this is completely serious. Under right? the skin, you're going to interview him about stuff. You don't know anything about. You wait till you hear it. I didn't listen, Matthew. Let me tell you something. Let me let you know. I know. What you're gonna I don't say. know anything about any of the guests that I've already interviewed. And let me tell you something else. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do care. <laughs> no, of course, so I true. care. I do care. But I say, yeah, get they in. are all just fresh. Listen. Fresh, see? That's your advantage. You fresh. see those people. Fresh. Various exciting. mirrors to see yourself reflected in. Yeah, but isn't all relationship? Oh, here we go. But what is a mirror? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Theo, you, what listen, is Marxism? <laughs> but th listen, Theo. Matt, him in or, whoever you are. On here. With each person that Bolshevik. you. <laughs> Each person that you interact with, whether it's a deep and intimate relationship or whether it's a fleeting exchange, you only access the part of them that exists in your own consciousness. You don't know the depths of different characters, different people's lives, unless there is something happening on an essential level. You're just meeting the this part is, of you this, that interacts this, with That's them. beautiful and everything, but that is Thank simply being used as an excuse for not having yes, researched the guests on your yes, podcast. Yes, it is being used as a good <laughs> excuse, and that is a very good excuse. Oh, and now, thanks to you... 
little girl called Sarah Bainbridge has had her Christmas ruined by this guy, <laughs> Edgar. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. You're listening this to me. Wait, hang Radio on. X. Back off, love. Back off. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. Well, we was listening to Noel then. We've had Oasis, Noel Gallagher, and later we're going to be talking to Noel Gallagher. Come on. What is this? His own private little network. <laughs> That's what he is, isn't it? He's already then he been in here yesterday doing a big, long interview. How much Noel Gallagher are people being subjected to on Radio X? It's too much for people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We're all sick and tired of him. He's coming up later. <laughs> it's Noel Gallagher. What's the name of his new album, Matthew? Uh, the Man Who Built the Moon. <laughs> Silly. Childish name for a record. Right. Well, anyway, he'll be in here later. Now, he's a brilliant genius, isn't he? We love and him. knowledge. Na- <clears throat> right. Okay. Now, Matt Morgan recently, when asked to come up with an item, did that. And it was called Forgotten Knowledge. Or as it's become affectionately known by you that listen to this show. Forgotten Knowledge. Or Nan Knowledge. Nan Knowledge. With Matt Morgan. Hasn't the world become a little bit complicated? Have we forgotten what's important? I haven't, but some of you have. And now it's forgotten knowledge with Mr. Matt Morgan. I haven't actually got any more. Oh. I've got something. No, someone, <laughs> sent, <laughs> someone sent me a message. Listen someone, to this. Someone sent that, yeah. On Instagram. Mm. I'll, forget, I'll find out their name later. Mm. And they said that someone told them every time an old person dies, a museum closes its doors. Why? Oh, because the museums are for the old. Yes, it's a metaphor for the the knowledge of that. Oh, they're a museum. You fool. Oh, I don't, I don't say I want to be We're going to have no museums left. I got a bit. Natural history, science. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, we're we're down the, oh, we're the British Museum. Some girl called Elsie had died. They just shut the door. shut the door. It was just yellow tape all over the bloody place. No, it means there's ancient knowledge lost. See people as a museum. People should interview I their get nans. It. You're a museum. Your nan is a museum. Right, this is your homework for this week, Radio X listeners. My little gift shop had closed. Go, look, I've got, look, I've got, I'm trying to do something here that's good. Oh, come on. And this is it. <clears throat> what you've got to do, right, this is your project for this week. Go up to your nan, and if your nan is sadly dead, go up to someone else's nan and go, give us some nan knowledge, a tit bit, right, but say that bit very clearly because you don't want them baffled. Go, nan, give us a tit bit, a bit of secret nan knowledge from yesteryear. Don't wink while you're saying it. You'll confuse them. Nan, give us a tit bit, a bit of secret nan knowledge from yesteryear, and it must be rubbish. E.G. Matt came up with a bit last week. What was it? Pick apples in the moon. Yeah, in the moonlight, not in the moon. Isn't that what Matt's, that, is that Noel's new album? Nan, <laughs> get up on the room with, get on the moon with your nan and pick us an apple. Listen to love. this, actually, because mm. Harrison and sent us an email Thanks, about Harrison. this brilliant item of mine. Mm. He said, uh, yeah, here we go. A <laughs> mum, when cooking pork, his mum, Ooh. always used to cut the... No, someone else's mum. Someone's mum. A mum, when cooking pork, always used to cut the top off the pork and lay it in the same baking tray as the rest of the pork. After years of seeing this, the daughter once asked, why did you do that, mum? To which the mum replied, I'm not sure. You'll have to ask your grandma. I always saw her do it. The grandma then explained that she only cut the top off the pork because it didn't fit in her baking tray otherwise. Mm. So a totally unnecessary thing for the daughter to do. Nan knowledge. See? Well, that was silly nan knowledge. Now, taking nan knowledge to a new dimension, we have here, about to enter, the king of nans, the god of nans, a man who, in it, on his... You actually look beautiful. Oh. You look so handsome. We're actually broadcasting. Right, we're not broadcasting, we're... Making radio right now and into the room has come the chosen one. Oh, he's not, he's actually walking around and giving me a cuddle. We made a decision to do it. Hello, 
Very cool. I was going to say welcome to Radio X, but it doesn't seem like an appropriate name anymore, seeing that it's basically the Noel Gallagher Promotion Network. But, I mean, all we've done, <laughs> well, do, we've played... All I've done is I've been here for two days and just gone home. That's stick all some done. cans on, mate. Stick some cans on. We've played... No, we, don't, we don't do cans. Could put some on because there's nice music. There's a music bed that you might enjoy. Because for Matt's item. Well, you're not going to... It'll, it'll mess my magnificent hair up. I'm telling you now, you're fighting a losing battle, darling. I don't care. <laughs> It's a, that that, that ship has sailed. I'm prepared to lose that battle. <laughs> well, have a, don't you want to listen no. to this musical bed? No. It's a nice musical bed. Welcome. The, now, on the Russell Brand Show, which is a, a subsidiary of the... There he is. Of yeah. the Noel Gallagher Promotion Network, we have Mr. Noel Gallagher here to promote his new record, My Nan's on the Moon. <laughs> How's it going, Noel? Nan the Moon. It's going pretty well. Oh, dear. Don't make an album that's artistically ambitious, darling. Don't try to use a different range well, of influences. I, I there was a reason when I left the house, thought, shall I bring him this? No, he can download it like everyone else. Did you not bring me a CD no, like you pledged to? I knew you were going to mock it. I actually, before you come in here, I've been saying such nice things about you. Really? Why is it that when we see each other, because I say lots of nice <laughs> things about you, but I, can't, but I can't bring to say them to your face. Why is that? Or even on the phone. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're, that's right, when I'm not, when you're not around. You end up in a tryst. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a tension. Yeah, I think there's got to be, it's got to happen, hasn't it? I get on really well with your family, I get on well with your wife, yeah. I get on well with your daughter, I get on well with your boys, I love them all. But me and you, there's a, a, a tension Spikiness. is involved. Spikiness. Yeah. You get together and it's like. Do you think it is a. Circle each other like sharks. <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting, isn't it? Come on, let's try and be nice to each be other. Be nice. Not just for ourselves, but for the radio show, for okay. Britain in general. Okay, and it is a Sunday after all. <clears throat> it's a Sunday. God, he's professional, isn't he? <laughs> it's a Sunday. People are listening. People come here for a sense of community and togetherness. Or, you know, people like Noel come here because the whole of this radio station, <laughs> it seems, is dedicated to the promotion they, of your they, new they, album. They, somebody gave me a, 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 an award here because they, it's a fact that on Radio X you're never more than 50 minutes away from them playing a song that I've written. It's amazing. It's amazing. You're completely dominating the content. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the album in a professional way? Come on, let's try a little bit of it. Well, because otherwise we're going to drift into what's been going on here. Forgotten knowledge, things that we learned from our nans. I've been talking about the album for ages. All right, then. Let's ask Noel if he's got any forgotten knowledge. Have you got any forgotten knowledge? Things that nans knew or like told, you know, like... uh, Both both my grandma and my nana were from from the Republic of Ireland, so... And they were born in, what, the 30s maybe. So who knows what they've forgotten. They were born before televisions and all that. Then they pass nothing down to Peggy, like a bit of nan knowledge. <laughs> Swearing. 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 My, my, my grandma, um, uh, she had a vicious, a vicious tongue. And mm. uh, I got that off her. And she smoked like a trooper. And I, I always have this vision of her. She, was, she, would, she could eat, eat, eat a meal, drink and smoke at the same time. That's impressive, actually. It is impressive. Do you reckon she smoked in the bath or the shower? Never had a bath where she came from. She washed in, she washed in <laughs> the river. Did. Washed in the river or the sink or something. <laughs> or just in the spit of a coal miner. <laughs> or a rebel Republican militiaman. <laughs> who just washed in the saliva of the people fighting for freedom over there in Ireland. What, what knowledge have you forgotten? God, everything, really. I mean, I can't, like, when I think... Well, my relationship with my nan was primarily, you know, borrowing a pension book to take money to right. score, of, right, course. of course. Are we still peddling that knowledge? Yeah, it's yeah, 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 still that. going, still going I'm strong. Gonna ring, still going I'm going to ring the last... <laughs> last <laughs> a few drops out of that. And also going there for omelette and chips in the middle of the night. I don't remember being it's passed... It's ruining on. my item. All right, I'll just do that. 
Yes, last no. week we spoke about how if you you meant to pick apples in the moonlight because they draw up more water, they'll last longer. Wow. All these ancient things that have been forgotten. Mm. Not stealing your nan's money and <laughs> spitting on Noel's nan. <laughs> <laughs> We've really undermined the whole atmosphere That's a of a nan. Item. You're no, picking apples in the moonlight. Yeah, sounds like a sort of my thin lizzy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they retain more moisture, see, you know, in that moonlight. The same way that the moon controls tides. The way that we're all one. The oh, way that on. nature governs oh, all things. Still thi- does yeah, these no, speeches. <clears throat> I do the, a lot more of these speeches now. They've really been stepped up. Oh, we're on the subject of the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Noel Gallagher's. What is it? The man who built the moon. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Asking me. Because he won't cooperate. Oh right. So I, I it is called that. Well, it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. G's not here. He's doing charitable works. That's oh, where he's he gone, helping out people that were affected by Grenfell. So that means that oh. now, thanks, thanks to that. Poetry? Are you a poet? <laughs> You're not going to get a poem out of Jenny May Finn. No, we'll do the poem. Oh, no, Actually, it would lyrics. be nice if you summarised this with a with a poem. I think we get ready for the word "shine" featuring really. very <laughs> heavily in the in the in the summary of the show. Okay, listen. So we've got we've done that. That's one of the things you've missed. Nan knowledge. We also, you know, the bloke Theopathetus out of Dragons Den. We had him on here because no Matt, way. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He used to be chairman of Millwall or something. Did he? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. He's right. on Millwall. Yeah, it says it on there, yeah. yeah. Eight marvellous years. <laughs> There's no such thing as eight marvellous years at Millwall. So, but, like, he nonetheless came on here and Matt pitched ideas to him, like extendable children's shoes, concertina children's shoes. Sick shoes of time. grow with a child. Yeah. See, his face is lit up. Yeah. He wants to back that. <laughs> Anything else? Theo Pafitas. Like, he, he made noises on there that made it sound like he felt he was really wasting his time yeah, and he was antagonised. I thought that the, the, the phone could do with some kind of uh, lighter attached to it. Phone lighters, like yeah. a Swiss Army knife phone. Yeah, because if you could just, you know, like say go on a night out, because you've got, you, you don't, because the phone can do everything, right? But it, imagine if it had a little lighter. <laughs> so you want to incorporate a lighter in the phone? Get the Theo phone. back on the phone. Everyone, <laughs> everyone does vaping now. What well, Noel Gallagher's ex- like Lan- Nan knowledge. Phone vape. vapes. <laughs> what about phone vapes? You have a vape, vape on, the on your phone. phone. I do. I'm partial to a vape. Yes. Mm. You, we could be vaping ourselves senseless on our bloody phones. You're going to come for that. We're having a big Christmas shindig. Up to 28 people are going to be allowed <laughs> into the studio. Yeah, so the, downstairs no, is the studio. Theater, All right, bit. okay. When is it? What date is it? 17th. 17th. No, uh, Noel Gallagher Radio. <laughs> we'll be uh, doing a special celebration. Around, I'll come. Yeah, you please do. back. How's your life then? How's everything it's going? It's good. It's good. It's been a bit of a busy day. I've been on the radio all day but it's been he was good. on Chris Evans this morning I was on Chris Evans my this name morning. come up your name uh, fortunately did not come up I was just lying to you before when I said that I'd said that on national radio I told Russell that I'd said <laughs> oh I used to come in this radio station with um, what was his name again now <laughs> <laughs> oh, lanky fellow that may have Cruel. may have done a bit of drugs what was his name <laughs> lanky skinny no good for now got us all fired Russell Brand that was it was it in our old studio it was in the old studio oh, yeah in no. our old studio yeah oh. I, I, I'm just glad they kept the place open that they didn't seal it off like Gloucester Road or some, <laughs> some sort of place of national tragedy that needed to be sealed right listen to this this is actually some uh, content from listeners uh, and I'd like to pass on this question to everybody present it's Edmund Nash he says uh, hello to all of you I'm new to this podcast I've given it five stars it's fantastic here is my question for you would any of you accept a knighthood if that knighthood would were offered or in the case of Russell as it inevitably will be no would you uh, accept any kind of gong from Her Majesty I 
I don't think it'll ever get offered. And if it did... Because of the cup of tea drugs? Stay on mic on your own radio sorry, station. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I, uh, no, is the, the question. Sure. Because you think you're identified as a countercultural figure? No, no I, just, I just couldn't be bothered with the day out. Yeah, go in there in that. If they maybe sent it through the post. Postal gong. You know what I mean? Like it was Take delivered it. by a drone. That's I mean? right. And if garden. you were out, you could have sort of like a metal box that would be outside the house at all times. Yeah, that's and He's the, mocking me. And the, and the object could go into the metal box where it'd be entered into a key code. And that's that's courtesy of Matt Morgan. That's one of the ideas that he pitched to Theo, a metal box. Online deliveries, you'd never miss one. You have a, bo- a coded box. The code is given to... His face is lit Theo up again. spat his tea out like Del Boy at that <laughs> idea. It was this absolutely well, What about you then? Would you have a knighthood? You'd never get a night. No, I've done too many. Surely the question is to somebody: Would you ever offer Russell Brand a night? That's the question. (laughs) Under what? Because you would accept it. Because quite frankly, you'd accept anything that was given to you. He would accept it. (laughs) No, then he go, "But what is a night? I mean, what is a queen? I mean, you know, it's just I just wanted to see inside the palace. I I did it for my mum, really. Are you the man who started the failed revolution? (laughs) I don't worry about that. (laughs) It's still going. (laughs) Take that head off. Um, no, you're, you're, you're quite right. I would. You would? No, I wouldn't. No. Have you, you I mean... You would. I can tell you would, yeah. Have you gone back to your old school and done a speech? My old school? Yeah. Absolutely not. Have you done anything like that? No. You've not done anything that's sort of like <laughs> civic-minded? <laughs> no way. Somebody asked me that I was going up to Manchester the other week. Someone on the train said, are you going up to switch the lights on? <laughs> oh yeah, lights and I was well, like, there's no greater you... honour. It's, it's, it's a little naff, isn't it? <laughs> there's, no, there's no greater <laughs> honour than ten. Because if you think about it, we live in a society bereft of rituals. Have, oh, have you switched on the Christmas lights <laughs> yeah. recently? Marlow <laughs> lights with Russell Brand, and as you can see, the crowd still flood to see me outside the glass panel in the corridor. Now, people, may I say, have a very pleasing ethnic mix gather outside, fifty-fifty <laughs> between the colours. Invite them in. Invite, bring them in for the atmosphere, Neil. Bring them in, or Gareth, someone just open that door. Come in, come in. Come Come in here and enjoy the experience. Come in. Here they come. The people of Britain, much as they were in Marla. Hello, everyone. Come in. Welcome. Um, How come you're at Radio X, or as we call it now, Noel Gallagher Radio, where Noel Gallagher gets to promote his record? What are you doing? You're on a tour? Yeah. Where are you all from? School trip. Come right over. You're from a school trip. Right, you can speak into this microphone and we all stand in a, like, a soldiers. What's your name? Where are you from? Shardy, and I'm from Enfield. Oh, Shardy, what, you're on a school trip. How old are you, mate? 17. You're a 17. Bloody hell, how come you're still at school at 17? Don't you get kicked out at around 14? <laughs> all right, okay. And what about you? You're all from some academy. In Why are you doing a, a tour of Radio X? Could you tell me, mate? Oh, your music oh, students. You have come to the right place. I wish we had someone here with a bit of musical knowledge yes. to pass on. Someone whose songs are played every 10 to 15 seconds on this radio station. Of course, we're here with the great icon of British music, Mr. Noel Gallagher, the person that's in some ways written the new national anthem of our nation with uh, like with many, many of these tracks. What, what are you learning about music then? Do you want to ask Noel anything? Any of you? Ask, ask me ask me who, in my opinion, has committed the biggest crimes against music. Come on, the biggest crime. <laughs> Mr Gallagher, which, know. which particular mm. atrocities uh, are you referring to? My, my mind wanders back to that sad event at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I am here. No, that was it. 
come with me and you'll be... This is me. At the Olympics, I'm sure you will remember being young people. It's probably etched into your cultural memory. The Great Olympics. You remember, do you, young people? They look blank. They look disappointed. (laughs) They look confused and disillusioned. Well, if you don't remember my rendering of Come With Me and You'll Be in a World of Pure Imagination, which was great at the Olympics, lit up the uh, London Stadium in a way that's not been seen since West Ham took up residence there, let me tell you. I suggest that you, you type in his name on YouTube and they'll come up this video has been taken down <laughs> taste reasons content but if you're not familiar with that perhaps you know of my track when I'm 64 another great oh, gem got all about that when I get older, Do you remember what did you ever watch EastEnders when you was like little children Do you remember Dot Cotton if you can they imagine Dot Cotton, Dot Cotton having a stroke <laughs> singing when I'm 64 you've pretty much got <laughs> Why imagine it when we have the gift of radio and one of the world's great entertainers with us now? When I get older, losing my head. I'm feeling concerned. It was higher than that. 20 years from now. <laughs> the children look really well. They're not children, they're young people, but they look sickened. What's your name, young fella, my lad? Come to the microphone. I sense content in you. I'm Liam. I'm Liam. Liam, how old are you, mate? 17. Lovely name, by the way. <laughs> You're 17. And what, what's your uh, angle on music? Um, I wanted to be a producer when I'm older. Where are you from, mate? Enfield and all? Yeah, I'm Enfield, yeah. Nice one. What kind of stuff are you into? Big I'm Shack. House. You into Big Shack? House music. What sort of house music? Because I know a lot about that. Um, I'm sort of like into MK at the moment. Yeah, MK. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, MK, old son. You know, like, I can't get to sleep at night unless I have MK. I put it on, <laughs> on the wireless. I do. And I, I listen like mad to old MK. What else are you into? Um, sort of like, well, my favourite song mm. before was House Every Weekend. I love that track. <laughs> I love that track. Well, with like, I mean, do you know this? You've got a daughter who's a. I, uh, do you know what I he's know, talking about, I, young I, Liam? I'm aware of MK. Do you? Yeah. I sometimes turn on the TV now or the radio. I don't know anything that's happening, and often it's my own show. <laughs> <laughs> very challenging times. Very challenging. Well, thank you, young people, for coming and contributing. You have spent time with one national icon and a man who used to be an oasis. Thank you very much for joining us, you beautiful young people. Good luck in your careers in music, because I believe that children are, in fact, the present. Yeah? <laughs> They're actually the present is what's happening. See you later. Thanks for coming. Do you want anything? Do you, what do you want, mate? Do you want to get a photo? Because you've not gone. Liam's stuck around, <laughs> which is uncustomary. <laughs> Let's face it, given the lad's name. I'll do that. Good lad, Liam. Nice one. No, you can't have a photo. No, no, of course you can. No, go around there. Go around. Oh. <laughs> did you actually not want the photo with me and you did it sort of out of politeness? He's been listening to a lot of us. Why didn't you say that when I asked you about your favourite music instead of saying I like MK Dons? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Look, see, he's all moved by Noel. See oh. that? That's a young person, 17, genuinely t- he's gone out there beaming, yeah, smiling. Well, yeah, your, your, your stick is transient. Um, <laughs> almost <laughs> culturally significant. Absolutely timeless cultural artefacts. And a fluid uh, flow of, of generations. That's no right. Listen, I'm not arguing with that, mate. I'm not arguing with that. I've always I've been one of your great supporters. I think you're a great genius. We're going to have... Uh, we're gonna, I mean, it seems ironic. We're going to have an advert because, frankly, the whole show is an advert for Noel Gallagher. <laughs> but let's have a, an advert that we've been paid for in a more direct way. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you can do all your favourite things, well, super fast. super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet and TikTok. <gasps> Speedy. <laughs> 
Sky Broadband Superfast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fiber Aries only, speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund. Claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand. Radio X. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. Joining me, of course, is Matt Morgan. Hello. And, and, and Noel Gallagher, you're here. You're oh, here. I'm here. What are you talking about, you two? What songs do you want to play of Noel's? Dead in the Water. Yeah, why? It's, it's a bonus track on the album. And mm. it's, he didn't even know it was being recorded. What was the video you two made about, uh, like, have no name. without involving me? <laughs> you two. You two made Oh, the a, thing, the thing that we did. The thing that's going me. down what a storm on the internet. Yeah. What is it? It was like a quick fire interview. Did you write the questions? Yes. What, so what happened? Why Noel's did, idea, I wrote the questions. Yeah. Why asked, didn't you involve me? a series of very, very funny questions. What like? Like, do you... Pre- <laughs> can we say that? Can we say it? Yeah, we can. Can we? Yeah. Do you prefer... It was like, fast or slow, blah, blah. Chinese or Indian, and as I said Chinese, he went, meant boys. The answer I really wanted to know, because he lives between his London home and mm. the country house. Checkers. Yeah. Crinkly <laughs> bottom. <laughs> I was asking, does he have a toothbrush in each house, yeah. or does he have a little wash bag that he goes between the two places? Guess. Right. What do you reckon? Toothbrush in each, surely. Uh-uh. He's got a little travel bag. <laughs> a little travel bag. With little Paddington bears on it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. sweetheart. That's so yeah. lovely. Yeah, so if you know what you want to get me for Christmas, when you pop pickers out Lovely little there, wash yeah, bag little, for now. Do a little crinkly bottom wash bag with face of Mr. Blobby on the front. That's what we want. That's yeah. precisely... Keep your clothes. You've got a sort of clothes at both houses. No, can't can't do it. So, Matt, did you when you were composing Testing. those questions, mate, did you, what you thought, this is the things me, I'd did, really he like he to asked know. Me, he asked me, was it true, did I own a black speedboat called Frightwater? <laughs> <laughs> <I said> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if I didn't, I will. Very He's gonna soon. buy one. So yeah, no, it's good. It's funny. I think there's it's there's a nine minute version. Didn't slag you off once. Thank you. No. That's kind of you. We'll Mention you once, which you well, probably that's be very actually more offensive. We were thinking about you. Why don't we? Uh, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have a look at it. We'll tweet it. We'll put it out there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a great cultural artifact. This is a thing you'll enjoy. I've done this uh, TV show right like last month. It's coming. It's going to be on TV in January on Comedy Central called Comedy Roast. Right, Jimmy Carr hosts it. It's oh, a yeah. female comic called. Uh, Catherine Ryan on there as well and it's like people come on two comics and have a row with each other oh like a battle like a roast battle in fact that's the name of the show comedy roast battle oh, okay alright and like I thought oh, right. I'm, and I was maybe one of the judges I thought it'd be like Strictly Come Dancing and I'd be like Craig Revel Horwood i just make a sort of a wry a sly little remark at the yeah, end and your timing was off your clothes were rubbish perfect exactly exactly that's what I was anticipating instead of which mate I was hauled into this cyclone of condemnation like <laughs> People would like my the Katy Perry jokes here, all sorts of. I'm like, well, I'm not doing this, right? Like, cause I've not paid any attention to what it was because, like, my agent was integral in putting it together. Looks after Jimmy as well. I go, oh, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Sounds like a laugh. Why not, right? Like, a couple of days work, no problem. It was absolute nonsense. I called up like after like day one of it. I was like, I was, like did a whitey. I was like someone that had been through like a deep trip. It was like living in a nightmare. What it what it felt like, no, is that I'd licensed people to say the rudest and worst things they could possibly say to me. And because like in that situation, you know, with Jimmy, there's one or two things you can say to Jimmy Carr. You'll know the sort of like news stories. Once you've pedalled through that, then you're left with me, like some great jabber the hut of controversy to throw knives at. I like after night one, I goes, 
I need to go there the armed tomorrow. I called up Matthew. I goes, Matt, I've agreed to do this thing. I don't like it. Everyone's been so horrible to me. It's like, well, I call Johnny Marr when I'm stuck with stuff in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he is your Johnny Marr, isn't he? my Johnny Marr. I, I, I called him up and I goes, uh, I goes, this is horrible, this show. Can, can you come up with some, like, so just firstly, some generic put down? Because I don't really think like that anymore. And can you come up with some generic put downs for me? And then just some specific stuff on, like, maybe Jimmy Carr and Catherine Ryan stuff. And Matt goes, yeah, all right, mate. It was like I'd gone. <laughs> to some like ter- the email they sent it back I, man, I can't say any of this this is the cruelest darkest stuff I was laughing but I was going oh my god Jesus well when you unlock the door with that fella over there it oh, does yeah. get pretty pretty breezy it was like it was like yeah it was like going to someone like if you involve the mob or something it's like oh no this is going out yeah, of hand now yeah, we've knowing, burned the restaurant down they're all dead just like, knowing you had it there sure you want to go here yeah, are you sure you want to come in here? I had that little, I held that little bit of paper in my hand for the day two, and I thought, you say anything to me, you swine. <laughs> I'm, I'm so armed up here. Once you've done the old tax fiddle with Jimmy Carr, you're pretty much out of material, aren't you? That's really? it, you're yeah. done, and Jimmy can He's handle that. He's got a funny that. laugh. He's got very white teeth. Yeah, well, you don't want to delve into Matt Morgan's. <laughs> it was just so, like, it was, oh, it's enough of that. Did you, did you find his weak spot? Did you find an Achilles heel for the man? For yeah. who, Jimmy? Yeah, did, well... You know, it wasn't necessary. Every single uh, every single person. It was like the last bit of the Matrix where he just picks bullets out of the sky in slow motion. <laughs> That's what it'd have been like. Because it's, it, it's the easiest thing in the world to be horrible. Unlocking the code of people's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, it was. He just went into. So Matt Morgan, we know, is basically sitting on a seething pool a volcano of, of hate. venom and hatred <laughs> that could go off at any moment. It was really good to have him there. It was like knowing that you're like, oh, I'll just unleash Matt. So what happened? He had a word. You had a word and said, don't let anyone talk to me. No one can look at me anymore. Well, we wouldn't have any more. I've got a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, okay, yeah, let me just show you this piece of paper. It's like, show, it's like showing a politician a picture of them in some dis- position, a compromising position. Just went, look, I've got this bit of paper, everyone. All right, so let's not get into involved in none of that. Hey, we don't know one saying nothing silly anymore. No, 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 no I understood, Mr. Brand. Understood. <laughs> rest of the show is like comedy roast battle and a few compliments for old Russ. <laughs> That's how the, the rest. When's of the it on telly? I think it's on in January. So you were sitting there making a, a paper aeroplane out of the, out of the piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Like, like picking Toying your teeth with, with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Just anyone looked my way, little tap it. on the paper. Oh, no, no. You don't want me to wake up Margot, do you? Margot's <laughs> resting. Do like, not be a silly boy. Yeah, that's what it was like. It was a really, really lovely experience. Well, I'm not going to watch it now then, if that's the case. No, you get it. Yeah. I mean, it, was it, how many shows of it are there? It's I think few, six. There? Yeah, right. I think six episodes. So is the first one going to be more sort of harsh against you and then it's sort of I'll maybe watch not the after the editorial notes oh. that are, <laughs> <laughs> that you can't use any of that what are you doing I didn't realise what it was It was. why just, didn't you read the? I bet there was a bit of paper sent to you that's you right same it. as under the skin like you know like someone went this is comedy roast battle I mean the name is comedy roast battle I just thought oh that sounds lovely delicious Yorkshire Ooh, puddings yeah, and exactly. it, I didn't think like it's going to be a searing sniping <laughs> savage <laughs> call Matt Morgan quickly type of scenario yeah but it, it, actually though it was it was pretty funny it's just I'm not that sort of a person you don't really. attack people do you no if you think about it like other than some notable incidents from the past where it, you know where it's sort of glumping bumbling as opposed to absolute malice Hold on a minute. So uh, someone's holding up a piece of paper here, or a a, a whiteboard, and on it says, Noel's new album, his best work since Morning Glory, NME. That's me holding up that whiteboard. (laughs) 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 That was held up by Mr. Noel Gallagher. Yeah, is it, are you happy with it? Are you proud of it from an artistic perspective? Yep, yep, yep. 
are you still able to access your uh, genie when you're going to work now? Does it feel like the same thing? Does it have a connection to being a young, like when you were being young and impoverished? Do you still feel you're communing with your muse? Uh, it's, it's slightly different as I'm solo now. In a band, you used to be kind of, uh, you have to have a responsibility to the band. But now I can do whatever I want. So I feel a little more uh, untethered. So I can do what I want. Really. Does it, is it surprising? Do you feel like there's stuff in you that's surprising? I've been surprised at the resistance from my fans. Really? Yeah, they've been resistant to it thus far. Yeah, well, I suppose because you mean a particular thing to people. I suppose maybe it's like with like West Ham. There's a like, well, you've got to play the West Ham way. So if Sam Allardyce is boss or David yeah. Moore, then it's like, well, this is not what we're like used this, to. This, this track you're going to play uh, Dead in the Water my, I think my fan base would probably like me to do a full album of acoustic songs mm. but that would be boring so you like that's a challenge I suppose because as an artist you want to be explorative and go deeper into yourself but then there are financial obligations not only financial obligations obligations to I suppose a fan base I hadn't have already sold 76 million albums I might worry about the but who's counting but I as, mean, it is, <laughs> as it is Russell their financial obligations uh, they're not have been anymore. met. School fees I mean, paid. You know, you've met my, one of my management said to me, I need to talk to you about your house. And I had the brilliant comment. I said, which one? Wow. Oh, there it is. When you know. Freedom. Perfect freedom. So the, so the things you're dealing with, so you are creatively liberated because you don't have financial obligations. So when you're being creative, you think, I don't care what anybody, yeah, I don't you care can't, how you this can't, is you can't, you can't feel owned by your fans. by what Because we live in an age now where they can they can contact you via social media and all that. And if you're in any way weak of will, you will give them what they want. Yeah. But if you've got to, you've got to be you've got to ultimately please yourself. Mm. I suppose so, because otherwise you're not in connection yeah. with the thing that serves you anyway. Who, who, what artists do you think have managed those kind of transitions? All the all the all the greats. Who's what, who does David that? Bowie always He's... challenged his audience. Um, Neil Young. Yeah. Um, Beatles, the Beatles. This is fascinating. Is all the people that have, have resisted this so far, this album so far, claim to idolise the Beatles and John Lennon? Yeah. And it's ironic that they're kind of like, oh no, we don't want him to do this. We want him to stay the same. Is it? Which is ironic. In retrospect, though, the oeuvre of the Beatles does look like one consistent bit of work. But you were saying that if at the time you'd been experiencing Revolver and Sergeant, but you'd be going, oh no, they're changing again. They're changing again. Well, is well, that what there was, there like? was a point. In the Beatles, like around 69, where John met Yoko and started to go into his what became known as weird phase. And people, the best bit. Pe you know, when, when Apple started, which is a fascinating tale, they just wanted them to still be the mop tops. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they wanted them not to grow moustaches and say that they'd taken LSD. They still wanted them to do She Loves You. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's that famous footage of the Beatles, the Beatles fan girls from Liverpool saying, they were never the same when they moved to London. Wow. <laughs> they were never the same. Yeah, and I suppose the metaphor being that you become uh, sort of subject to cosmopolitan views, but really what had actually happened is they'd grown up, they'd grown up and they'd yeah, responded yeah. to different influences. Good artists are always moving, aren't they? Always changing. Yeah, because it's got to be... Con I suppose, in a way, so art when comes from... you went from to a America and started wearing a tie... <laughs> it's a tie now, guys, and the beard's gone. To, the, the People were stamping on, those, on his DVDs. On god-awful <laughs> daytime TV shows. And it was like, what's he wearing? We go, what's he wearing a tie for? 
It is a bit weird, isn't it, when you do that kind of stuff? I mean, like, for me... So you got into films and everyone, we were all going, no, 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 no. 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 You best grow a beard, on, mate, and start being on, a bit weird. Yeah. Get some bloody mascara on and say something unusual to that daytime <laughs> TV presenter. <laughs> Quick, smart. <laughs> do something macabre. You, do, you, like, do you reckon you could change your act? and your, How would your audience go with it? I wonder, because like I've transitioned from being a person that's just showing off about the different kinds of hedonism and decadence mm, to being a person true. that's saying, I want to talk about... Like a lot of what the act is now is I've been positioned in domesticity. I'm living like if privileged to the degree that I'm not poor, I'm living a normal life. My life is about dog, cats, chicken, bees, baby. A children's book. Yeah, I live in a, like a, yeah, yeah, like a monosyllabic the world of domesticity, like a children. But no, but I, I have different sort of well, challenges you'll find, now. You'll find you'll find the universal truths of life in that that like, lots of people can relate to, as opposed to the gobbledygook about spirituality and the nonsense about politics. How do you think you make that gobbledygook about spirituality and nonsense about politics apply to? People, but don't clearly because <laughs> we've <laughs> but, seen the figures. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they must, you know, like because in a way it's a similar journey to your own. It's like that, you know, you're all right when my, you're. My point is, you can't question the artistic decision to go there. You can question the execution of that decision and right. whether you like it or not. But yeah. you can't say you shouldn't do that. You can't mm. say I can't say to you you shouldn't talk about those things but I can take the mickey when it when you fall flat on your ass. Yeah, yeah, it is execution dependent. So, but the thing is is that there like there those things come with success and failure. E.g., say the truths, loads of people are like, "Oh my god, yeah, thank god you're saying this. Thank god you're saying this." And then other people are like, "What are you doing this for? Why are you doing this for? What's going on?" You're not doing that. No, I do sort of different stuff. I do like a podcast now where I talk to people more. What I realise is that if you go at it with politics face first, you're going to get in trouble because people, sure. basically, you just get I mean, accused I did of hypocrisy. Say that at the outset of this, I just said, just be very careful what you're getting yourself into here. Yeah. He said, no, it'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be Prime Minister by the end of the month. <laughs> you mustn't worry about that, Noel. I'll, I'll give you a position in the Cabinet. <laughs> Mayor of Manchester, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to offer you that. But uh, I look, I still think that there's... I think transition is occurring. And, and like, I, I suppose what you need to know is what you are. Like, as a comedian, I don't know what it is as a musician, your relationship with culture is your commentating. And I think I forget sometimes what I'm doing. Like, because when I go, I don't bother voting, no one votes. Like, like I think that a lot of people went, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And if people go, you feel that way. Perhaps I am Jesus. Like, and when really what, <laughs> then when really what it is, is just continue to speak to and for the voiceless, but try not to think, I own this thing now and I'm going to use it to get power that's the problem the problem I have is I'm very interested in power and change the problem I always thought that you had particularly watching Newsnight was that he hasn't got a clue what he's going on about he's got in here he's gone in here and on question time he spent an hour saying yeah I agree with that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but some things are, I think that there is a lot of stuff that's common sense. This is one of it, like, right, the, the stuff I do under the skin, Noel, is about investigating some of those ideas. When I spoke to Billy Bragg, God love him, Billy Bragg goes, yeah, you went out there a bit sort of, you know, you were on your own. You did that sort of thing. He goes, because when we were doing it, it was like Paul Weller, the Labour yeah, Party, yeah, yeah. Red Wedge. You was just you and Gareth and the camera going, I instinctively feel that this is what should happen. So it's a bit mental. Listen, it, it, as if to emphasise the irony of the situation, we go from discussing a Marxism and a society that isn't run by commerce to our old friend, the adverts. <laughs> Russell Brand. Radio. 
X. <coughs> You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. I'm here with Noel uh, Gallagher. Matt's gone to the toilet. So tell us the story about this dead in the water thing. How did it come about? So I was in... Uh I was in, people who are listening to Radio X now will have heard this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think regular three, Radio three, X three, listeners three days come in to a row show. now. But um, uh, I was in Dublin doing a, a radio session and uh, midway through the Chasing Yesterday tour, I'd written this song a couple of nights before, the song that we're going to hear, Dead in the Water. And um, as one of the guys in between the takes of doing The Dying of the Light, which will probably be played on Radio X at some point today. Um, Might have already been in the show. Yeah, would uh, it was happening around with the mic. I decided just to sing this song for myself, and I didn't realise it had been recorded. And a few weeks ago, when it came to putting this album together, somebody said, "Do we have any bonus material?" <clears throat> so I said, "No, we didn't get around to doing B sides." And uh, we struggled just right, to get yeah. the main content right, to be well, a yeah. bonus material. Struggled to dance around the copyright of everybody else's tune. <laughs> We, uh, one of my guys in the office who was from Dublin, who works for me in the office, Ray Mondo, said, um, oh, what about that track you did at Dublin that time? And I was like, which one? He said, something about the water. And I went, yeah, what about it? And he said, I think they recorded that that day. And I was unaware. And then when we, we got hold of them and got the tapes and when we heard it, it was like, it's a real personal moment because it's not, it's me singing for myself. And uh, it's the only time I've ever performed that song. And oh, it's, wow. Uh, it's amazing. So and is it we, we are, uh is it a song that you'd written some time ago or I'd what's the, it a few days before a few days ago you'd written it and you're yeah. just sort of trying it out for yeah, yourself no, just, just, my keyboard player was opposite me and I was willing him to stop playing because he didn't know the song but he managed to hang, hang on in the chords and of course my songs are all repetitive and any kind of monkey can play them <laughs> and uh, once you've heard it for a minute you've heard it and uh, and there's the studio chat at the beginning of them saying do you want to do, do one more take. I'm just going to move this mic or whatever it is. Oh, this um, lovely. But it's a beautiful moment. All right, I'm going to bloody well hear that. Let's listen to that now, shall we? This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. A young man called Noel Gallagher. I mean, that's uh, yeah, actually incredibly beautiful. And it did seem to me to be about what we were just talking about is accessing the essence that you, one has as an yeah. artist and not losing it because of... There's nothing to hide behind there. It's mm. live. It's just me and a guitar and I'm accompanied with the guy on the piano. I was thinking that's then, it. That's, that's, like, kind, that's kind of what that's kind of what it is. If know? it was by like a twenty-year-old that I hadn't heard of, and they goes, "Have you heard this thing?" I go, "That's amazing." That yeah. like so like so in a way, it shows that you're still connected to the source, as it were. And I think any artist that has that capacity does have the right to take their audience and wherever that, they want to go. I wrote that song. And- no one will ever like in about 40 minutes. Well, that's what's out. strange, I think, is that, uh, like, and it's difficult to talk to you about stuff like this because our relationship doesn't really accommodate this kind of conversation. <laughs> but, like, it's like that, what is it that happens through creativity? Where is it coming from? No, that's, that's, why we, that's why we're drawn to it. That's why, in the, not to bring it down a bit, but that the moment in Manchester when the girl got everyone to rally around Don't Look Back in Anger. That's yeah. why, because <clears throat> in that moment, politicians' words are not enough. No. And religious leaders' words are the same old, same old. But for some reason, everybody mm. rallies around a song and they've got a different interpretation of it. And it, it means something to because them. Because it's about feeling and yeah. some things are be beyond words. Yeah, beyond the words, yeah. 
Yeah, and like that's what I always because like you know when I'm interviewing you or Morrissey, I sometimes try and go no, but what is it, Noel? What are you coming like when I listen to that? There's <clears throat> beauty, pathos, melancholy, longing, yearning, fragile, awareness. It's, fra- it's fragile as well. So of, you um, can't live with that feeling in your actual day to day Noel Gallagher personality because, oh, because it's too I'm not, gentle. I'm, I'm not like that. The that I'm not like that as a person, but it's getting so. Because it's such a personal moment that maybe I am, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. got so... Because I did... If I'm singing that to a crowd or I know it's been recorded, yeah. I'm taking on a different slant on it. So yeah. I'm kind of performing it to people. Whereas that, that, while I'm doing that, there's people walking around fixing microphones. So I'm just in the moment with myself. There. Sure. But I don't think that what you did there is dissimilar to other examples of your work in that there is an essential quality that seems very truthful. But whenever I go, no, what do you mean by that? Is that about this, that? And you go, oh, no, no, no. You know, like you don't sort of, you won't have it, will you? Turn into Jimmy Or perhaps a, a less oh, contentious oh, oh. <laughs> figure. <laughs> but like, uh, but certainly you don't, you don't know how to like, and, and why should you? But yeah, yeah. be uh, sort of a, an ambassador for your own art in conversation. Yeah, just, you let just, the art be just, what it is. It's coming from somewhere, and you're just putting it out there, and everyone else decides. And I shrug my shoulders sometimes and go, mm. "I don't know. I don't know why. Why? 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 Why is Don't Look Back in Anger or Wonderwall the biggest songs of my canon and not cigarettes and alcohol and and rock and roll star who knows it's difficult to know what happens I I think that um, genius in general is when someone does something and you think well I can't see why that would have happened whether it's a Cruyff turn or whether it's a melody you think how would a person be able to do that you don't understand and I think that why it is so resonant is because implicit in it is there must be some other realm that things are coming from even if that realm is the imagination and like Matt goes you've got to play this thing on him we're like you know oddly given that this is a music radio station we don't like this is a daft muck about show we don't normally do you know musical analysis or be identified particularly with the music but uh, and, and even for me like and sitting and listening to it is it because it takes me to a place of reflection and introspection that doesn't my personality as a comedian is built on keeping a certain amount of that distance way, yeah. from pain n- you're never like melancholy in person no, do you know no, what I mean no. so that's like it's no, but that's, I'm not overly emotional but that's that's where it comes out. In, yeah, yeah. In in because you've got moments. that outlet anyway, so yeah. it probably doesn't need to come out in a and chat. I said, in that in that specific moment, particularly in that in that thing that we've just heard, when you're writing a song that you know, you know, a million people are going to buy or going to hear, even when you're writing it at home, you're kind of you're chipping away at it and doing it differently. That I was just trying that out. Yeah. You know, so it's that's that that's that's as pure as it gets. Yeah, it's hard to divorce <laughs> yourself from the commodification, and I don't just mean economic commodification but the fact that this is going to be a product that people are going to respond to but in that moment there is purity and I suppose the job of the artist in a way is how much of that purity can you get through under the conditions that society and culture impose on you and one of the constant complaints about culture is that idea has been lost altogether you accept that music is just a product that it doesn't have any relationship with a person's essence there's no one going this is what it feels think, like to be I a think, human i think i think music does and always will do but i think popular music mm. like when, when we was growing up the charts were incredible right and then when when i'm always slagging music up and saying well, what i mean is the charts yeah because you look at the charts and it's all generic you know, transatlantic rubbish. Um, but human beings are still creative. People are still yeah, communicating and expressing their things. So what I would return this to and get ready for it, everyone is that the problem is commerce and commodification. That human beings are always going to be creative. They're always going to seek out a connection with the the sublime, the super mechanical. But it, and you can do that into politics because politicians are now more 
uh, and governments are now as long as the, as long as the economics are all right, that's their get out of jail card for yeah. everything. Mm. Yeah. Whereas when we was growing up, politicians like Neil Kinnock, uh, they actually seemed to passionately Passion. care about society. Now it's like as long as everyone's got one of these, holding up an iPhone. And um, <laughs> a copy of my album, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> things are good. Think, and the book recovery. Kind of get out of jail card. You know. Yes, you're quite right. Uh, one of the things that Adam Curtis talks about a lot, the documentary maker, is that we've that, that politicians no longer offer you a connection to feeling what it feels to be British. And then so when something like Brexit happens, I have a sense that it's because people feel hugely disconnected and that there is a sense of anger and the Anger, the impulse of anger is what people respond to and it creates ugliness. Not that I'm saying I'm particularly pro or against Brexit because I think econ- like all of those administrative bureaucratic things aren't serving ordinary people anyway. You know my views. Anyway, let's have a quick... It's those guys again. It's always better on this show when Noel Gallagher's here. What about a round of applause for, for Noel Gallagher? Just having his cerebral. legs under the table. Very cerebral. Very, like, do you think we can nick some time for somewhere else so I can do sort of a closing link or should we leave it all for the podcast? We've got to wrap it up. We're going to have to leave it all for the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, what a show it's been. It's not been summarised in rhyme, but it has been summarised perhaps by the... I mean, like, you know, we've got a poet laureate on our show, but also this country has a poet laureate, and I think it's been confirmed once more that that man is Noel Gallagher. Thank you for joining us, Noel Gallagher, yes. talking emotionally from the heart. Well done, Matt, for <clears throat> irritating poor Theopathetis <laughs> to the point where he actually lost interest in business. There's one point where he said, I think I'm going to become a communist. What's the point in making money? Metal box outside your house. What's the children's Ask Noel shoes quickly about grow. Matthew McConaughey. Why is up. Matthew McConaughey on your timeline? What's oh, going on? Because I met him at a wedding recently and he said he came out with some of the great the greatest one-liners I've ever heard, one of which I'll tell you because it contains a lot of swearing. But when We can do it as a podcast. De- podcast. And is Dead in the Water dedicated to Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> your boyfriend, oh, the true. icon of your heart. Coming up next, it's all of our friend, old smarty pants himself, Gordon Smart, will be on the Radio X, and then it'll be some uh, footballer from the mid-90s. What's that, who's on? Phil Neville coming up. Like, you know, like, so Peter Crouch comes in here and does a show, like, weird things. Jermaine Defoe. What? And I thought they were scraping the bottom of the barrel getting you lot back. No, oh, no. Oh, we're underneath the barrel now. now. <laughs> There's a ditch beneath that barrel, and we're broadcasting live from it. Thanks for joining us on Radio X. Remember, listen to the podcast. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This, this is... is. Radio X. Russell Brand. Well, what a show that was. <laughs> what it is to be young, what it is to be alive. So we uh, touched on the... I heard you saying something about Mary Berry, and Mary Berry is the person that turned on the Marlowe Christmas lights, one of the great accolades in British show business. <laughs> Last year, the year before I did it, they've really raised the bar. So what's been going on with you and Mary Berry? I know, we were just on the radio uh, uh, on the Friday morning. She's got a new uh, TV programme. Why are you doing out? Mary Berry's promo? You're bored of your own. He's asking me why. <laughs> All right. Why we're there. So we, she was there and she had a bit of coffee cake for everybody in the studio. Mm. She bought a bit of coffee cake. What she'd made? She Yeah, she said to me, would you like some coffee cake? And I said, oh no, it's, it's quarter past eight. It's too early. She said, don't be so bloody ridiculous. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> <laughs> She's more rock and roll than you. Yeah. Mary Berry. Has... I used to do cake at nine in the morning. Don't <laughs> that's, that's Some people say on. coffee cake, it's <laughs> no worse than a cup of tea, really. A cup of coffee. We've never mixed tea and coffee. An oddly toxic mix. Worth mm. knowing. It's a, it can really unsettle people. There you go, Noel Gallagher, hanging out with Mary Berry. All right, so we've, we've drilled you on Matthew McConaughey. He's just a man with a lot of animal magnetism. Yeah, but like people, dude. Got a lot of power. Yeah, he sounds like he's running on animus, and it's rippling out of his abs. Dominic Duggan said, uh, like, wanted to know why you were Instagramming him, and now we do know that. It's because... Uh, 
it's a private joke that's gone out of hand. Gone out of hand now, yeah. This is the sort of thing that happens on the podcast, Noel. South Korea has a penis theme park. So does Britain. You're listening to it. <laughs> While North Korea is banned from singing and dancing, South Korea has a penis. <laughs> North Korea is not banned from singing and dancing. It is recently. You, just well, you can't do it. singing. No singing and dancing. Yeah, recently. Oh, that's literally like some sort of post, like sort of, and we've banned Christmas. Singing and dancing's actually gone now. Okay, well, you know, let's get behind this Kim Jong-un guy. I like him. Uh, South Korea's got a penis-themed park. Hashtingadang, good name for it. Hashtingadang Park was built after the story of a young virgin woman whose fisherman lover left her on a rock while he went out to sea. Then she drowned and her spirit can only be pleased by the sight of penis. So the people of South Korea made a park with her for almost 300 penises. So in a way, what this story is, is ridiculing the uh, phallic, phallic culture of South Korea. Oh, the culture, yes. Yeah, in a way, every sort uh, there's of... There's not actually a penis theme park, really, is it? No, it's not on the it's theme... It's a theme park based on some story that has a penis in it. Yeah, there's not a ride that's based on helmets yeah. or like sort of the nutbag cafe <laughs> <laughs> where you can sit on a beanbag <laughs> and sip on, on some sort of insipid, pulescent soup, which is what I would have in a, in a penis theme park. Oh, hang I... on, there's some pictures of it. it, is a, it oh, is. it is, actually. It's, it's exactly what you'd expect. We're looking at images of it now, and it's full of glorious... Taught theme parks must mean that you take children there, but that is—I mean—that's going to be an awkward conversation, isn't it? Unless we can reevaluate our attitudes towards genitalia. I mean, all of us that have got young children—you spend your naked around young children all of the time. The young children, all of the time, Not all of the time. Oh. <laughs> right, we're home. Come on, kids. <laughs> no, I mean, for some... <laughs> kicking off his shoes on the yeah. back of the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get these extendable shoes right off. Hurl them over the fence along with all of the rest of our outfits. But I mean, like... You yeah, nudity's to... not, you know... Yeah, it's not a bad thing. But those penises are... That South are... Korean theme park was Those terrifying. penises are erect. That's all I'm saying. They are. I mean, it's... I suppose that's part of the thing with a penis is it's got... A variety of states. Some of the penises we're looking at now have been humanised with faces and they look like a enjoyable penis is, chumps. is like a superhero because I, it has two states. Two identities. Yeah. I think that Don't the, jump on my idea. No, I've, I know this idea already. I think that... I just had it. The template... No, I've had it. It's like all your ideas. Someone else has had it ages ago, which is another thing. Theo Pafitis had to tell poor Matthew. There's already a thing called I've McDonald's. I've defaced the picture of Theo with a little... He's so upset by Theo. He's turned him <laughs> into the well, fury. calls himself a business. Entrepreneur, he's, he should he should be ridiculing people's ideas. I know he should be encouraging that. Hey, and that all on. my ideas no exist ideas already, which shows they were good ideas. Anyway, let's not get caught up in it. But and let's do get caught up in the idea that the superhero motif of transitioning from C Clark Kent is a flaccid penis, Superman is the erection. Like this Peter Parker, he is a, a winky curled up in a pair of pants, all shriveled up. It's been a terrible day, and Spider Man is a taut. Buoyant, priapic, web spraying erection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, I just said, <laughs> you, I had the you, idea. Do you feel he that jumped he's had this conversation it. with a small child? Yes. <laughs> Are you, do you do Father Christmas <laughs> things with little the cape kids? On? No, I hate Christmas. Well, but, you don't even pretend there's a Father Christmas. Have you told uh, him something? Well, good? Uh, last Christmas, uh, our eldest, Donovan, uh, came into our bedroom and threw one of his presents down which still had the price on the back. And he went, you liars! <laughs> <laughs> and we were kind of, me and Sarah were hung over going, oh God, I had to go into the room and tell him to say, look, mate, 
what did you think? Do you think it was true that reindeers? And he went, yes. And I went, the fat guy in the white beard. He went, Hang on, that's, yes, I thought it was all true. You've lied to me. And that's quite like, young to know because I he? believed it till I was about nine or ten, I think. He's ten. Don't oh, you remember okay, a enough. period? I stuck with it to about 12. And I, I don't you, wasn't there a period where you were discussing it going, with other children going, well, listen, if you break this down, there can't be a Father Christmas. Yeah. You know, like there was the analysis period. But what Donovan's done there, he's had an abrupt enlightenment. He's, fa- he's, he's found, it's uh, he's, he's either the price on something or, or, oh no, he found oh, the, the, the thing that was addressed to our house that had come from Amazon. <laughs> right, right. And he found the address. But there's the way he launched it across the... Uh, the chalet in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Breathtaking to behold. Horrible story. A domestic drama worthy of the 1960s. My, my little brother, when we were kids, he worked out because he used to get in, I don't know why, in his stocking you get loads of toys, but a tangerine yeah, for some reason, it's a, right? It's and he, thing. yeah, he said uh, to my, the thing is, he would have got away with this if he hadn't told my sister. He said, I'm going to count the tangerines before we go to bed downstairs <laughs> and then see if there's, because four brothers and sisters, four missing in the morning. But then my sister tipped off my mum, and somehow they got some tangerines from somewhere else. So in the morning, he went, it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> the tangerine test has been passed. But I said, look, because I'm wondering whether or not, uh, with my baby, to tell her, like, I was thinking, I said yeah, to my she wife. Yeah, she got to tell her, because she'll go to school and say, oh, what is Christmas? Father Christmas doesn't exist, and ruin it for everyone. That's right. But uh, the kind of school she's going to go to, it'll be all hippies anyway, won't it? She's going to go to a school where everyone's just, all you have to do is draw in and start a fire, and they'll say you're brilliant. You know, no, they're, they're, I'm thinking of not indoctrinating. Look, this is the question: Is it me? I know it's what my wife says. It's magical. Don't ruin everyone's childhood and family <laughs> life with your <laughs> blind and put your clothes back on. <laughs> How many more childhoods <laughs> need to you be ruined? Chain, Russell. You're right. We are meant to be breaking the chain. But anyway, here comes the deep thing. The thing we were talking about on the show about we don't understand the mystery of where, for example, dead in the water came from. How does this thing express itself and appear in the, a human form? I suppose what you're teaching children is that. Magic Magic comes from somewhere, that there is a thing such as mystery. Terence McKenna says it's very, that the myth of Christmas is loaded with all sorts of important iconography, like elves make it. And these are kind of like elves make the toys. And this is an experience that a lot of people that take ayahuasca or DMT, we're in the podcast now, uh, like uh, experience. They experience the idea of machine elves. It's a well, common I think, motif. I just think there's a religious aspect to it that it's like, you know, Father Christmas is a saint. Do you know what I mean? Saint so it's Nicholas. All, it's all to do with getting people to believe in God is what it is. Or the mystery, but what is believing God? It's believe that there's something that's beyond our understanding, really. That's a sort of a placeholder. Or is it a way to fleece money out of the poor? Well, it becomes that, but everything becomes that. Consumerism becomes that. Music becomes that. Better, Football well, becomes that. <laughs> fleece money out of the rich as well, thank you very much. <laughs> we'll take everyone's money. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm but sure. I, could, like, I did think about that with Cohen. I was like, oh, I don't want to fill his head with nonsense. Like, I had a lot of religious nonsense forced into my head. But... There comes a time where you just go, right, stop doing that or Father Christmas. He's watching. <laughs> and you, it ends up being quite good for Blackmail. Father Christmas has been on the phone. He is bloody furious with you. You end up, man, you do things. I like, right, I'm calling your head teacher. He goes, <laughs> no, please. Yeah, he's on the line right now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that's... a woman. Yep, that's right. I'm speaking to her. Him. Yeah, you end oh, up. There was always, there's always that period where you're, when you're growing up, when you're, you're thinking, it can't be true. And then someone says, but if you don't believe it. Yeah, get no presents. And also, <laughs> you do believe oh, okay, when see him, if you see him, you just get a piece of coal and all that stuff. 
It's weird. But in then... a way, it's called the Tinkerbell effect. But there, there is a, a notion that the, that consciousness, on some level, is reacting to material reality, and it must be because consciousness comes from material reality. What's the Tinkerbell reality. effect? Apart but from if you your, don't, if you don't, your, your the Tinkerbell effect. I sit on your lap for half <laughs> <for> an hour, <laughs> you, only you, and exclusively you, <laughs> and you will feel that Tinkerbell effect. Uh, no, that if you don't believe in something, it's not real. That uh, the world is held together by faith. Great Britain is just an idea, right? West Ham United just an idea the Tinkerbell effect if you say I'm not British there's no such thing as Britain it's just an economic and geographical but, but nation in, in actual terms uh, like the United States of America is actually just an idea yes. which is held together by that idea because yeah. once people stop believing in that idea the whole thing falls apart I think that's why they have to work so hard on the well, that's why they promote the, Amer the American dream because mm. if they don't it's over it's over because the south wants to be the south the yeah. coasts want to be the coast and I think a return to city states is probably the future it's only like a few hundred years that since Italy there was no Italy it was Florence and Venice and Rome and it, well, I think it's a more manageable unit I think the world can't cope with states but Adam Curtis says it's a manageable amount. I've asked him about it. I'm researching <laughs> revolution. It goes on. I'm still asking people these questions. I'm I think it's funny, like, like anti-globalist. Remember when, like, what was it, 15 years ago, there used to be, like, anti-capitalism protests and stuff. Yeah. You were on one, weren't you? I yeah, we could. went to one. It was I good. Went to several. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> he went to loads. Crazy. But those people now, those sort of, like, liberal people... Mm are pro-EU, which is like a big yeah. corporate global thing. Mm. So God, it's we've like, got a theory on that. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well, like that ethno-nationalism is, is people experiencing globalisation and instead of diagnosing the real problem is transnational capitalism, identifying one of the other consequences of it, which is mass migration and immigration because labour has to move to meet the economic needs created by the, this constant movement of capital. But... Uh, the the so ethno nationalism is like no we want to enforce our identity we need to hold on to our identity the thing that's happened over the last 20 30 years is the liberal middle class that you also always support the working class and the idea of of like you know equality have abandoned it like yeah. sort of that sort of the guardian thousand worker they don't like the working class anymore because the working class are in inverted commas racist brexit voting etc so they're now looking to ally themselves in new ways and this is what the emergence of identity politics is Look, look, we're still good people. We want everyone to be equal and, like, you know, you can do what you want and wear what you want and say whatever you want to say. But the real problem of how do we affect power, how do we have a fairer society, they've abandoned that because they don't like the working class anymore. That's the best anymore. thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's Honestly. controversial. No, I like it. That's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Of the working class are seen as dirty, embarrassing scumbags. Well, I think, well, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a class below the working class. Yeah, the underclass. Yeah, the other than that, and they're like them, that, that in work poverty thing that I, there was something on the news a few months ago. Yeah, which yeah. I was gobsmacked at. It's like guys working seven days a week and they're still classed as poor. And, it's, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, and the people trying to buy houses. Like, I know people who are like got good jobs with directors and stuff. They can't even get the money together to get the deposit for a house. Yeah. So you think, well, how are normal people doing it? They're yeah. not. Because I think the propensity of the economic system we had, and like we're all on the scale of privilege of the different degrees, but like it's it's gone to a point where it excludes too many people, and that's yeah, when yeah. I think you start to get social tension. And I don't think the ethno-national ideas are going to play out well. I don't think no. ordinary people will be aided by Trump or by Brexit. And when that happens, then it's going to be very interesting when those things don't work, when ordinary people's lives don't change, and the new ideas that give that empower those people are the or at least address those questions, people will be very, I think, well, receptive Well, that's to. where Corbyn falls down, because he's got no new ideas. Well, they're, all, they're all very old ideas. Yeah, there, that's there's right. Not, they, they, uh, uh, this country needs a guy. 
He ain't the guy. It's Russell. It's Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not that old. We, we can work his, this out in post. His, his ideas are, they're very old. They're just, it's, it's, it's an old way of thinking. Mm. Wouldn't have been sorry for ruining that with Tangerine. But it is Christmas and I was a good boy. <laughs> um, those ideas wouldn't have seen as, been seen as particularly radical 50 years ago. They're not as radical as the post-war promise of housing and healthcare for the returning heroes of the Second World War. They're not radical. They just seem radical to us because we're used to, you've got to make your own luck in this world. Son. And then people that do come from backgrounds that are comparable, that do do well, it's very difficult to remember that we're chained, bonded, made in those communities. Yes, think, you. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I remember where I come from. You're probably the most working class person here by some margin. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, listen. We've got into some complicated territory. I think we've delivered a podcast. We started off talking about knobs in South Korea, <laughs> ended up with knobs in the UK. You know what I mean? Listen, well, are you going to come right. camping with me or not? I want to come. I'll Ooh, be doing Torquay on, on Saturday night. Me and Matt I'm are gay sleeping now. outdoors. Now, we've become Saturday gays. night and Sunday night. That's right, we're gays. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday night, Matt's sleeping in a private woods. This Saturday? Yeah. This Saturday and Sunday. You wouldn't be able to do it. I love it. Listen, what? the man who's coming in. Handle it. I you would be able to do it, but I'm not doing it. You wouldn't be able to handle it. You wouldn't be able to do it. Why? Well, because you had an outdoor toilet for me. Why not? You couldn't sleep outdoors. I could sleep outdoors do, more than you. You wouldn't even put headphones on because it would ruin your hair. <laughs> That's all right. You're going to bring your little wash bag, are you? With your toothbrush, your Thomas the Tank Engine, with me and Matt, real men. You're Make not it. doing it. Don't I'll try and join in. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be in those you woods. I've already packed my wash bag. <laughs> I've got, I've why, bought, why? you need a why? winter sleeping bag, you need a bivy bag, you need all sorts bivy of stuff. Bivy bag? Yeah. He doesn't even know a bivy bag is, this kid. Oh, it's something like, like a First World War soldier carrying. A bivy bag? Actually it's was. I'll handle this, dear. It's a special sack that when a mummy and daddy love each other very much, they sneak into the bivy bag, do they? Yes. And if the mummy others. turns up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm daddy. I'm the daddy. Why, 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 why are you doing it? Because there's a man called Ed Stafford. His wife went away for five days. He's interviewing, listen. His wife went away for five days. He's going on a spiteful camping trip. We've all got a partnership, home. Listen, I got into these survival shows, this guy called Ed Stafford, who he's interviewing next and hasn't even watched a fucking show. Right? <laughs> under the skin with Russell Brand, under the skin. Pull back my skin with Russell Brand where he talks over people, right? <laughs> I got into it and I thought, I want to go camping. I want to survive. I want to light my own fire. I want to... Yeah? No? Wow. <laughs> Sounds like you just wanted to have some Frosties. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. They're great. <laughs> right? So I'm going to go camping. He said, I'll come with you. Like that, in that voice. Without any prep, I've got loads of stuff prepped. He'll come, he'll, he'll come like that. Yeah. He'll turn up <laughs> yeah. like that. And get in a bivy bag with you. looking, yeah. just for those of you that... It, uh, it's in Essex. Motorway. You're very welcome. I'm from Essex. But I want, those woods listen, know me. The whole thing. I grew in them woods. I am those woods. Hang on, is it a lot of other... A lot it's of me other on my own. Just us in the woods. I, no, listen, it's not oh. you. Wait. What just I wanted me and Matt in the woods. 48 We've hours. We've got a dream. No, a shared no, no. dream. 48 oh, no. hours. I want to start a fire. I want to have some Frosties. They're great. I wanted to go to be on my own in complete solitude. What? With me. And we want to get in our skivvy bags. What? I want to live outside no. like an animal for 48 hours on my own. It's a vengeful thing because Katie went to it's Tenerife. My garden is big enough. Got to live down the bottom of the wood. I'll come, come down you. there. Yeah. Mm. Well, not mind you. Put I'm some coming on that camping down for when I go to the toilet. I'm coming. Please come. I'm doing right. Torquay Saturday night. Great show. Great show. Right. Torquay. No, as long as I get one night on my own, because it's going to be cold, it's going to be hard. 
Uh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> it will when I get there, dear. It's going to be warm and stiff as you like. But you are very welcome to turn up on Sunday night. Well, if I come Saturday night, I come back from my gig, I'll arrive about 1.30. Woo! Matthew, it's oh, not an no. owl, it's old Russ. Oh, mate. You could, but you need to. Unzip that. Let listen. me get in there with you, room for one more. Need to buy it. Need to buy a few like things, otherwise I, you you will be you'll ruin the whole trip by dying. That won't. Yeah, you're right. I've no. got a foil blanket and stuff like that. But <laughs> buying a foil blanket. No, what you need is a winter sleeping bag first of all. And I've then got you need one. some underlayers. You need wool. You need. Matt, Matt, Matt. I'm just now going, going to tears. interview Ed Stafford. I will be so well equipped for the outdoor world. Whereas you, you'll be like a little skittish girl no, scout. I'm very good at this stuff. I was a scout when I was a scout. Oh, I, I think they were watching leaf. me. They, they saw the me and they thought he should be in the army. That there are that man watching me in the showers was thinking <laughs> yeah. he should be in the army. Cannon fodder, <laughs> cannon fodder. That's what they were thinking. Whereas old Russ Sanders, make him an officer. He's a leader of men. He's the leader of men. He's our new messiah. It's the Russell Brand podcast. Russell Brand Radio X.